welcome to Larchfield here on a lovely, dry, crisp Saturday afternoon here. Referee from Mulnavato and Maris just got us up and running and uh, the game only a couple of seconds old and we do have a free to the village over on the far side, uh, Adrian Ronan. As you said, on analysis with us today, Ronnie, not a bad day for a game. No wind like uh, the one in Donamagan last week or the howling winds and rain of Fenna the week before, but here we are in the village. Great setup and uh, good under-21 game in prospect here. Yeah, no, a very inter- interesting game because, as I said, a very young team from the village playing a very experienced team from Thomastown so again it'll be interesting to see what happens that's a let off for Thomastown straight away an opportunity for a free and the village should have got that over but again as we said Thomastown will be expected he's going to blow for the throw there already so referees laying his mark and Thomastown will be disappointed the village will be happy with that but so there's a, an indication of the referee's interpretation of the hand pass rule yeah well he's blowing one and he's going to give a free in now they didn't strike the first one well it was Sean Dealey took the first one yeah. for the village wearing the traditional Stephen Mino- yeah, he's, yeah Stephen, Stephen Minogue is coming out this one and uh, is it Dean, Car- Dean Campbell no, actually well it, it, Again, the village have uh, given us a uh, funny numbers because that is definitely Stephen Minogue. Well, it is Stephen yeah. Minogue. So 13 yeah. is 15 and yeah. 15 is 13. Yeah, well. Okay, well, here he goes with the free. It is Stephen Minogue down close to the ground with the stick. Goes for the strike. This one looks good and wide. Oh, it's wide. It's wide. And that's two opportunities missed for James Stevens in the early exchanges. Ronnie, so I take it 15 and 13 have swapped there yeah. as well. Yeah, no, that's unusual, as I said, because it's perfect conditions. Sun in his eyes, that's the only thing. The village, as you said, playing, as we know, into the, the Waterford Road. But again, they've got off to a decent start. As I said, a young team um, for sure. Thomastown, the expectation will be that Thomastown should win this. But hey, a good young team from the village. There's an opportunity yeah, again now, Sorry, as the ball came down, Fields, Madam O'Connor, they're going to go for a goal chance. Hey, oh, they've got it. Great they've goal. got it. It's a brilliant goal in the opening minute here. Stuck in the back of the net. James Stevens are up and running. And that is... Ben uh, Cantwell. He's got it. He's got it. Cantwell this time. He's stuck it into the top of the corner. So it's a good start for James Stevens here. Sun is shining brightly. It would cause a few problems here. The puck up will come from Luke McNeena. He's in the goal for Thomas Town this evening. Big ball from Luke. Downfield running onto it. Peter McDonald. He had a great game two weeks ago. He goes for a shot. Oh, it's a good stop. Good save. David Power. Good save for the village. Shot came in for Thomas Town. Now James Stevens. Stephen Power. Kellett is the man playing corner back for the village tries to get that away play comes out towards the 20 metre line to dodgy looking pick from the ground there meanwhile coming back on it is that Luke Cannella played very well also against Moonkind a fortnight ago James Stevens straight to clear this Oshin Bateman the number 7 they've got it out as far as the 20 metre line first touch is vital it was vital Edelhoff I think was the man laid off that ball he comes back around the corner to get it from Jamie O'Keefe O'Keefe down but it's a little bit too far or is it out over the line no got out over the line yeah, yeah it is now but the village man thought it was going out a little bit before that James Stevens line out with David Power in goal Stephen Power Keller at the corner back the full back line includes Sam McAvoy at full back Noel Minogue at four half back line Paddy Kyo Adam O'Connor and Oshin Bateman middle of the park on Dealey partner Sean Bergen with Jamie O'Keefe Ed Lahoff and Sean Dealey in the full forward line Dean Cantwell Ed McDermott and Stephen Minogue in the full forward line and for Thomastown Luke McNeena in goal Jimmy Marr Keane Moore Oshin Riley in that full back line Zach Bay Hammond at five Peter Cannell in six Podge Kerwin at seven Peter McDonald and Alex Cass in the middle of the park and Alex celebrated his 18th birthday this week if not today it was uh, one or two days ago Keen Farrell Luke Cannellan and Nisha Dempsey in the half forward line with Colm Tracy Rory Cannellan and Connor Holden in the full forward line line ball in the far side Ronnie are we well, we're having a, the referees having a word Stephen Delaney the linesman is after alerting him to something over there so there could be a, a, a player in a spot of bother but look the village will be happy great save has to be said by Daniel Power on the goal he's really well. uh, the inter-county goalie the last couple of years Billy O'Sullivan the sub-goalie uh, he's a Kenny Minor as well so, but a great opportunity for Thomason because the sun is deadly dangerous for the goalkeeper down there and uh 
Ed McDermott is a yeah, big man Ed and Keane Moore yeah. he's still very young as well isn't he he is he's still a minor he's only uh, 17 years of age but he's a big man I'd hate to see is. what he's going to look like when he's 20 uh, Keane Moore of Thomas Town as we called in Ed McDermott of James Stevens and the referee has uh, the cards it was looking like there's going to be two yellow cards so Ronnie, I'm not sure what it's for but the linesman has brought yeah. it to his attention as you've said so early days yet it's uh, one goal to James Stevens, no score to Thomas Town and he's given him a fair lecture there whatever's going on he is yeah Fine crowd here as well, Ron. Yeah, lovely crowd. But a great afternoon for hurling as regards the weather. It's actually very nice if we can hold off. Uh, we're very lucky. The cold has gone out. Did he, didn't flash any cards. I didn't did see a car no. flashed either. No. no. Just had a word. They had a word. Here come Thomas Town, clearing it downfield. Uh, that's gone out on the far side. So most of the crowd here beside us. We're uh, looking across the field to our left is the James Stevens Clubhouse and Handball Alleys. And the Waterford Road to our right. Sideline ball on the far side. It's not fast and furious for the moment anyway, Ronnie, but it should be a close enough contest. No, it should. Well, as we said, Thomas Town was certainly the favourites, but the village, after getting off to a great start, there's a brilliant ball by Oshin Bateman, but into the, the village. But again, as we said, the village uh, full forward line have done reasonably well with a few balls that have come in. I certainly have. A bit of a scramble on the 20-metre line. Busy times for Thomas Town, of course. They will play Bray Emmett's next Saturday afternoon in the Leinster AIB Club Intermediate Final. A lot of the players out there, I think there's seven or eight of them involved there today, Ronnie. So busy, right, right, busy yeah. times for Thomastown yeah there's seven or eight and, uh, certainly five or six starting and one or two coming on so they are the one more experienced team the village as I said just Adam O'Connor a regular on their senior team so a uh, very young village team very against a very experienced uh, Thomastown team yeah, and Nisha Dempsey done really well there after Thomastown had the advantage of having the ball they spilled it gave it away but Keane Farrell wins it back for Thomastown knocks it back to Podge Kerwin Podge wearing seven it's a big big ball in around the house the sun is not going to help the village cause here keeper does well though Power he's done really really well nice intelligent ball as well flicked across his 20 it's not always encouraged but he was uh, solid in his uh, defence clearing it Thomastown fine big strong team oh. coming forward the referee yeah I thought it was a bit high he's given yeah. the free out uh, demand that uh, Nisha Dempsey I think committed the foul it's going to be free out to the village inside the 20 metre only one score Ronnie one goal the village lead yeah yeah playing very intelligently as I said that's a dangerous son for both uh, teams but the village as I said have start- started well they'll be happy five minutes played here started a little bit ahead of schedule here in the sunshine of Larchfield um, as part of uh, Kenny for the James Stevens club here's Peter MacDonald Peter part of that intermediate team one of the eight players involved today just couldn't get a strike away He's as well as he would have been. Senior panel he certainly is well. yeah. we will see him on the 7th of January we'll take it against Carlo in the Walsh Cup not too far away so Derek Ling and his team will be uh, doing a little bit of work over the next few weeks meanwhile uh, a few of the club players will be tied up somewhat as the ball is cleared by James Stevens. This is Paddy Kyo, wing half back wearing five for the village today. Downfield he sends it. Looking for This lad is lively, Cantwell. Cantwell. On the far side. Lovely hand pass. Sean Dealey. Twelve. Missed a free earlier on. Left it short. Here's a big ball from Dealey in across. It's one against one inside the twenty metre line. Village have uh, got the ball up, going for the shot. Oh, oh yes. what a finish. What a finish. Stephen Minogue. Stephen Minogue. Wearing 15 for James Stevens sticks it in the back of the net. It's an unusual scoreline, but it's one James Stevens will be very happy with after five minutes of play. Ronnie, two goals to James Stevens, no score to Thomas Town. And we did say it'll be tight enough, but that's a six point advantage. It's a great start. Great Here start, come Thomas yeah. Town looking for their first score. Luke Kinellan. Cross towards Nisha Dempsey. 
Nisha Dempsey back to Luke Nellan, but the village have defended this one well, no, but not well enough because as a strike comes in and they've got the first score. I think it's Alex Cass might have finished right. that. Yeah. Alex Cass, uh, birthday present for Alex there, gets the first score for Thomastown this afternoon. So two goals to the village, one point to Thomastown and a little over five minutes played here in Larchfield in the under-21 a JJ Cavan and Sons Kilkenny under-21 a Hurling Championship semi-final. Of course, Dixborough already in the... Oh. Kind of an unfortunate well, to be right. fair to the referee, he didn't see because the sun is right into his eyes. To be fair, all of us on this side saw what happened. It was an accidental uh, clash, and Stephen O came out the worst of it. But to be fair to the referee, I don't think he saw it uh, because the sun was in his eyes. But it was a heavy hit. But uh, Stephen Milog it'll be up in a few minutes. If he's not, his father will kill him because he's going in beside him there. Yeah, well, <laughs> he's getting a bit. Of, he's okay. He's sitting back up. Yeah, he's uh, up. Yeah, yeah, he's okay. Stephen, he just got off the hill. He's grand. He's just a fine, fit young man, and they all live happily ever after. Was that? He, he took that goal brilliantly, Brendan. He did, yeah, it was a great There was only one place he could put it in that top corner, and he did it. He took it brilliantly, and as I said, a super start for uh, the village because, as I said, the expectation is. Now, this is the only little criticism I have, and I hope I'm wrong when I say this. Stephen Minogue's after getting the shot, he's now taking the free, and it's difficult if you're after hitting the ground to be taking this free. Sometimes I think it's difficult for a free yeah, taker. Ha- he's going short. He's going, God, he's done something else. He's dropping it in around the house, but that's three free yeah, uh, three chances frees, they've, got yeah. that they've gone a begging. Mm-hmm. But in fairness, they have got two goals from open play, so it's two goals to James Stevens, one he's point gone. to Thomas Town, the ball deflects it off a stick with a line ball right here in front of us. It's as close as they've been to the action, Ronnie, since they started doing commentaries. Here he got a belt of a slither there. It'd have caught it. <laughs> no, I would have dropped it. It's a <laughs> Jamie O'Keefe is a big man. Whatever happened, Stephen? He must be in the gym with Stephen. There's Paddy Kyo, the sideline coat. Oh, that's it. Hit Nisha MC in the midriff, but he's okay. Tough man in Thomastown gets across to Alex Cass. He's the man that got the point for Thomastown. Don't feel the come, but it's not a great ball. I'll have to do with a rock to try and win it back. It's a Paddy Kyo goes back, who just took that line ball. His first touch was impeccable. Turns back in field. Just tried to get it away, but bundled out of it by Luke Canellan. Canellan is going to keep possession from a difficult angle. Fires it in off his left hand side. Hits the post. Bounces back out. And James Stevens to Adam O'Connor. Try and clear the danger, but it's not outside the 13 metre line. Rory Canellan comes back onto this. Back to Luke. Luke Canellan. From a difficult acute angle, he sticks it to the right and wide, and I think that's Thomas Town's first wide. Yeah, right, Brendan, their first wide, but again, he might be better off to have crossed that ball. But the village defending very well from one to five, uh, one to six, and uh, Paddy Kyo is impressing me at this stage. He's done very well. So again, as you said, the village very happy in this fortress, as they call Archfield. We should have about nine minutes gone. I think we started about a minute and a half, two yeah. minutes early, even though the clock is saying 13:37 on the scoreboard. Two goals to James Stevens, one point to Thomas Town. Here come Thomas Town as a full back, Keen Moore, fine big man as well. Back into the middle it comes Luke Canellan finds a man in space Peter MacDonald loads of experience has he got the score no. more to wide ball two wides Thomas Town and Peter drives it to the left hand side and White not like him but he's only human run yeah no Thomas Town starting to settle down but look the two goal cushion is, is obviously important for the village they'll need to slow down a little bit now because they've got off to a great start two goals no score surprising I suppose a power with the goalkeeper for the village fine poker for him landing on the 45 opposite end of the field Zach Bay Hammond is after kick, picking up a knock there trying to bat down that sets a finger injury Paul is with James Stevens Edla Hoff from the far side referee is stopping play I think Ed uh, I think Zach is after getting the finger I'd say he's after getting a little bit of a touch on the fingers there and he's feeling the pain at the moment but the referee in fairness a stop play straight away still remains two goals to the village Ronnie one point to Thomas Town and uh, Thomas Town will be hoping to get a few scores very very quickly yeah there's a guy that's settling very well uh, is Ed Lahoff at number 11 he has
had a late fitness test as we saw before the game playing with the CBS and Kieran's this week now, a lot of these guys have played uh, in the CBS Kieran's match some have played with each other some have played against each other and uh, they're busy young lads a lot of these guys so uh, trying to stay fit at weekends uh, Lahaf as I said a late fitness test but he's impressed in these opening 10 minutes he certainly has well, just to let our listeners know it's an uninterrupted commentary here of the under 21 for the entire first half here from Larchfield Thomas Town and James Stevens looking to replace in the JJ Cavanagh Sons Kilkenny under 21A hurling final Dixborough are already there after their win over Dunhamagant last week and uh, as soon as we come to half time here we'll be heading straight to Ashburn for full commentary of the All-Ireland Senior Club Camogie Championship semi-final Dixborough versus Lockheed Shamrocks and then we'll be back uh, after about 10-15 minutes of that Camogie match uh, to give you an update here from Larchfield and when it's half time in the Camogie we'll bring you the remaining 20 minutes here from Larchfield of this under 21 and of course the Lachlan Gales up against Nafina of Dublin in Croke Park at 5 past 4 this evening and that will be Oshin Langan and Michael Walsh uh, bringing you full commentary here on KCLR Martin Quilty is in Ashbourne for us today along with Paul Dowling there in our outside broadcast unit in Ashburn and we'd like to take this opportunity to wish the Dixborough girls the very very best this afternoon and all Aucklands and Ronnie Home we still have a hold up and play here it's a huge day for Kenny because the Dixborough girls you just well into the Camogie that's a huge match for them and all Aucklands have a huge match in Croke yeah. Park Mickey said you got the handy gig today yeah, yeah, no, poor old Mickey is all the way to Dublin he needs the mileage so he's gone to, he's gone to <laughs> Dublin but again an expectation Brendan not putting pressure on either team brilliant to have him but O'Loughlin's and Dixborough will be very disappointed if they don't come out of their respective games with a win but as we know it's a 50-50 game but look we wished the Borough Camogie girls and O'Loughlin's uh, the best of luck but here at this opening 10 minutes Brendan good entertaining game and the village will be very happy they certainly will they've got two goals on the board Thomas Stone have got one point this the village are defending very point. very well this man in particular Paddy Keogh he's done really really well he's switched hand pass just uh, didn't go the direction they wanted but it works out well because Adam O'Connor has uh, come on to it and he looks downfield with a direct ball all the way down towards Ian Cantwell down there close to the far side Zach Baham and thankfully is okay after picking up that knock he's a tremendous athlete and he's not happy with that challenge on the far side I don't think there was much in it but the referee's blowing the whistle he's given a free to Thomas Town Ronnie yeah look just a late tackle but of course the Thomas Town benches on that side and maybe he was lucky with the way the red man is reffing it it could have been a hot ball but um, a free out for Thomas Town but again Village doing very well and in particular Paddy Kyo at 5 has been very impressive in the opening 15 minutes or 12 minutes but as I said dangerous son so they need to defend as long as they can here uh, their defensive unit is doing really well for the Village the free coming from Peter MacDonald down into the corner his target was Luke Canellan. KCLR Live Sport The JJ Kavanagh and Sons Kilkenny Under 21A Hurling Championship Semi-Final James Stevens versus Thomastown Podcasts on KCLR Scoreline Extra Weekly sport interview highlights and bonus content um, Just before I do let you go Mickey Welch must have to do a bit of fun on the, on the commentaries and we do know that Abby Leakes is a rhetorician with golf I've played the course a few times I do enjoy it but good golfers over there Mickey said that you told them one time you were a good golfer so our listeners now want to know if been texting them what's the handicap? 5.2 uh, is the index Right well Mrs Murphy if you're listening he's a good player at 5.2 Podcasts on KCLR Available now wherever you get your podcasts Download and discover today for free. Enjoying the match? Of course you are. Why wouldn't you be? But what if I told you there was an extra way to get your GAA fix? Introducing The Clash Act, KCLR's dedicated podcast for all things GAA with Eddie Scully. There was a time where you'd watch a hurling match and it was kind of a wild game. Ball went in and it was 
balls drilled the length of the field like have you noticed the game changing for, to become very tactical at, at the senior elite level at the minute I think Hurland has gone more into position you know when you have the ball I suppose teams are trying to to hold on to it more rather than driving it up the field and, and, and see what happens you know down the other end but look it's just what's in vogue at the moment and there come a day where, where we look back on the hurling now and we'll say geez, how did we, we ever go down that road but look the hurling involves that's the style that's in play at the moment and teams have to adapt and, and, and try and deal with it now Now you can get even more GAA content straight to your phone and for free Hear from the people behind the game with a new episode every single Friday The Clash Act Listen back on scoreline.ie the KCLR app or subscribe and listen wherever you get your podcasts. KCLR Live Sport. The JJ Kavanagh and Sons Kilkenny Under 21A Hurling Championship semi final. James Stevens versus Thomastown. Yeah, still it's the same scoreline here. We understand we just a slight technical issue there, but we're up and running here. Still two goals to James Stevens, one point to Thomastown, and uh, I make it. We have uh, just 15 minutes played here in Larchard. So as Ronnie have said, we just dipped out there. If the people missed out on an unusual scoreline, you, you mentioned yeah. like a soccer match, 2-1, but it's two goals to one point. So it's a five-point advantage for James Stevens, and they are playing the better hurling. They are certainly playing the better, and they'll be. But again, the sun has gone in now, and there's a great, great ball, but it's gone it's wide, wide by ball again. again. Yeah, Peter McDonald. so that's four wides for Thomas. Town, James Stevens still with one, but two great goals to get them up and running for James Stevens. Yeah, two brilliant finishes, one by uh, Young Cantwell, Ben Cantwell, and Stephen Minogue, both uh, the corner forwards. Two brilliantly executed goals, to be fair, to the goalkeeper Luke McNeena. Nothing he could do. And as we said, uh, for anyone that's listening, the village off to a brilliant start, and uh, expectations are how with Thomas Town. Looks like McDonald is sitting back a bit now. That's a high dropping ball in around the house. That's going to drop to the full backs. And McAvoy done really well for James Stevens a few moments ago. Still two goals to James Stevens, the village. One point to Thomastown. They'll be disappointed with the return, but this ball has been cleared by Noel Minogue playing corner back down to the middle of the park. Zach Bay Hammond got the touch in there, but the village come away with the breaking ball and it's intelligent hurling again. Nice little ball in as far as Sean Bergen. Bergen goes forward with the left hand uh, strike, sends it back over towards Oshin Bateman. Thomastown are closing them down. They're putting them under pressure and it could about turn it over here. James Stevens might have got it back down the field but Thomas Toner fighting tooth and nail and now they're back in possession now here they go can they work something here there's the strike from the 65 going in that scored the game even though the goals were brilliant that's the best point we've seen uh, but not hard to be the best one because there's only been two that's two goals to James Stevens two points to Thomas Town that was a beautiful finish running yeah Nisha Dempsey very capable player as I said uh, involved with the Thomas Town intermediate team got his chance to put it over the bar but the six village backs have been excellent in the first 15 minutes and in particular as I said uh, young Paddy Kyo and Keen, uh, Sam McAvoy doing very well but as a unit Noam and Oak every one of them have done very well so they can be quite happy with the performance at this stage two goals two points Thomas don't have to get going yet but the village as we said any time the ball's got up they look dangerous OK and Johnny just from my writing my little bit of short and that's Dean Cantwell uh, you have known but, as Ben but okay. probably Dean looks like Ben with my scribbles but anyway there we are there so scoreboard <laughs> No, I think it's only two. Yeah, it's two points, yeah. Yeah, yeah two goals and two points. Few people ask, is the scoreboard correct? Even the linesman asks, is yeah, it yeah. correct? <laughs> I haven't seen anything else going in there. 
Here come James Stevens. Great play by Jamie O'Keefe. Nice, intelligent hurling. Knocked it back to Adam O'Connor. He's going to go from distance. He's a kid dog. It's a big, big ball from O'Connor. It's a great score from O'Connor, but it was a brilliant, brilliant ball. Knocked all the way back to the centre back. It's a beautiful finish. Now it's starting to open up, Ronnie. Two goals and one point to James Stevens. Two points to Thomas Town. Great yeah, score. No longer a soccer scoreline at least. <laughs> two, one to two points. And as we said, um, uh, Maybe the linesman got a good laugh at you there. <laughs> No need for VAR anyway. Here we go. Thomastown on the attack. Steps. Racing forward. It's a bit of backspin on that one. Has it the legs? Dangerous ball. Oh, he's, oh, he's giving a free in. And I thought he ran a lot of steps. So that's very unusual to see a referee giving a free in. Dead straight in front of the goal. So there was obviously some kind of an infringement in there when the ball was coming down. And if somebody says anything now, anything can happen. He's going in to have a word with the keeper it's very now. Very unusual that you see that happening in there. No, it's the umpire he's going into. Yeah. Young Power is doing very well in the goal. He in is, there. yeah. But, he's, he's, uh, but I thought Sam McAvoy is doing very well. But he's, he's blown against Sam McAvoy. And watch this. This could be a big decision. Yeah, now yeah, he's given the decision himself. Yeah. And then he goes to the umpire to check. Well, and it's very unusual to see a decision like this being made when a, yeah. a, um, but watch him when he comes back out if it's a free that's all it hopes to be but if it becomes a penalty well you can imagine and if he opens up the hands it could be yeah. a penalty I think he's going to give a penalty I think he is he's coming out to the 20 metre line I think he's going if to he turn is, around if he does he better have a car running from. <laughs> no it's no, free, free in. In. yeah it's a free in. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Ronnie. The cat laughs is not until May. <laughs> Two goals and one point. Oh, he is given a penalty. Look, it's one in the goal. He is given a penalty. It is a penalty. Yeah, he didn't open up the hands. He didn't open up the hands. It's very strange. Here it is. McDonald, there's the strike. Oh. Got in the back of the net. That was important. Yeah, well, Peter I... McDonald, well, he did give the penalty in the yeah. end. Yeah. And Peter McDonald has stuck it in the back of the net. And we have. Exactly 20 minutes gone here at Largefield in the opening half of the JJ Cavill and Sons under 21A hurling championship semi finalist James Stevens and Thomas Town. It's now two goals and one point to James Stevens, one goal and two points to Thomas Town. It's like East Far 4, 4, Far 5, Ronnie. Yeah. But anyway, two goals and one point to one goal and two points. So that'll go down as a soft penalty, but well executed, well taken, but a soft penalty for me. And uh, Thomas Town will be happy with that because, as I said, all the hurling, most of the hurling has been done by the village, but he's uh, repaid. Uh, the village with another opportunity now when Stephen Minogue should put this over Stephen Warren 15 on the far side good to see him recovering from the heavy knock a few moments ago there was no malice in it it was just the nature of the game it was, he's ok here's his lift there's his strike he followed through on that one and Stephen Minogue has replied straight away with that score so that's a free for Stephen so now the scoreboard reads two goals and two points to James Stevens, one goal and two points to Thomas Down. So three points between the sides. Ball comes downfield. James Stevens tidied up. We're in their traditional green and red against Thomas Town and they're all blue and white trim. Big ball downfield. Thomas Town come back and try and defend it. They will play Bray Emmett's in the Leinster Intermediate Final next Saturday at 1.30 from Echelon Park in Ockram in County Wicklow. And now Thomas Town come and clear this one. Peter Canellan. Nice ball from Peter. Podge Kerwin wearing seven. Quick ball from Podge. Alex Cass scored already. Fine big man as well. Up to the 65. Lovely hurling from Thomastown. Peter McDonald has just got the penalty. Let's fly. Sends it in. The game is starting to open up now as Peter McDonald makes his return. One goal and one point this afternoon. But the scoreboard reads two goals and two points to James Stevens. One goal and three points to Thomastown. Ronnie, good game now. Yeah, good game now. As I said, the, the, uh, Thomastown midfielders, McDonald and Cass starting to maybe lead a little bit. But that was a mispass. The village they had the possession, they were turned over. But now Cass and MacDonald, here's Cass again. Yep. They're starting to dictate now a little, Brendan, and taking up the winning more ball. Just unlucky. His target that time was uh, Colin Tracy. Ball didn't favour through, but Adam O'Connor, he's read this game well. He's doing very well at the spine of the James Stevens defence. The village number six downfield, he sends it towards Dean Cantwell. 
on that far side two or three players uh, well there's one two on the ground there yeah and the referee he was always going to blow the whistle for a safety point of view so 2-2 two, two to James Stevens, 1-3 to Thomastown that's uh, Eight points to six, a two-point lead for the home team here in the JJ Kavanaugh's under-21A hurling semi-final. Big ball across field. Keeper's got to come for this one, Luke McNeena. He has it. And I tell you, if the first hand pass was dodgy, that one was <laughs> He got away with well, it. you notice he hasn't blown one since. No. Sometimes I think the referees just <laughs> let, let down the off and let him off. But again, the village backs for me have been doing excellent. Here's number two, yeah, uh, Stephen, Stephen Power Kellett. Yeah. They've been oh. excellent. Yeah. As I said, that soft penalty for me has brought Thomas down into the game. But there's Lahoff with a great ball. Yeah, he took a lovely ball from Stephen Power Kellett. Edlehoff went from distance but Luke McNeena gathers it on his goal line out he comes spoots it away with the left boot outfield towards Keane Farrell Keane wearing 10 for Thomastown backtracks plays it back to Peter Canellan. Canellan comes inside the 45 out to the 65 lovely long stride on him lovely stick work beautiful diagonal ball looking for Alex Cass good interception again Jamie O'Keefe chased them all the way and it keeps done well the referee spotted a tug on the jersey here is it a free in or a free out free, free out, out. Yeah. Free Jamie out to James O'Keefe Stevens. did brilliantly to get back there I think he's related to our Shane I think he is he's faster than him anyway for sure <laughs> but he did brilliantly to get back because again Thomastown had an overrun and as I said now it's that turning up to be a better game and uh, as I said the shackles are off again the village six backs to me have been very very good yeah, excellent and, and they're, they're coached very well Ronnie because they've played a nice short ball at times and they're comfortable here's a lovely ball downfield ball, Ed McDermott oh, it's a super score from Ed McDermott he's a big big man Ed McDermott but he showed very very well for that he's back to the goal turned in over the shoulder that's a beautiful score for the village and a beautiful score for McDermott yeah brilliant brilliant score because he had no right to take that opportunity first touch turned to his left and put it over the bar great score for McDermott 2-3 to 1-3 three. it's a 3 point lead for the village here about 5 minutes of uh, normal time remaining Thomas no big ball that's a great bit of keeping by David Power he was absolutely fantastic there was a cluster of players in front of him and Power came out he gathered that sends it downfield and it's all the man could do but Podge Kerwin has it back for Thomastown plays it back in field Village closing them down Thomastown have it through Peter McDonald back into the middle it goes intelligent play Alex Cass he's having a great first half finding the man in space Nisha Dempsey scored already scored again Dempsey beautiful hurling from Thomastown brilliant brilliant play Dempsey's on the score sheet not for the first time that's his second of the afternoon he was unfortunate he got a car down in um against Lebon a few weeks ago down in Enniscore a bit harsh but four minutes yeah. at that time there was no real need but anyway brilliant score but again I thought Daniel Power should have got a free out there was about five lads in the square uh, when he came out with that ball he did brilliantly with it well, that's a free a oh it could be more than a free Ronnie yeah that's a foul Sean Bergen was steaming through there he got tripped and it's going to be a free from outside the 20 metre line the village yeah, playing away sure, from the club house over towards the water road yeah and it's not a Christmas card <laughs> it's a uh, 2-3 to James Stevens, 1-4 to Thomastown. We're on the stroke of half-time round. The man that's been uh, spoken to is Peter McDonald. Yeah. Uh, young Bergen was going through uh, big time, or Sharon Bergen was yeah, going through the yellow, yellow card. But again, Hurland has improved no end in the last 15 minutes, as I said. Two brilliantly executed goals and some great scores. Dempsey's two points were brilliant. McDermott's point was brilliant. The scores have been brilliant. And in fairness to Daniel Power, he did brilliant with that ball. Um, but again, for me, the unit, the six backs for uh, the village to be next to the sun is out again. Pressure on the, these lads in the left, Brendan. It certainly is. Is this your debut uh, commentary from Larchfield, Ronnie, and all the matches well, have done over the years? Is this your first time here to, to do commentary? I've, uh, for commentary, for sure. But yeah, I, you've uh, scored a, a few more ref- goals. Uh, some referees tell you I did a lot of commentary playing here. <laughs> <laughs> Reeling in the years we are now here in Larchfield. Going back a bit. That's gone in and over the bar. That's my dog with another free for the village. So it's 2-4 to 1-4. Back to a three-point game. We're on the stroke of half-time here. Match referee is Owen Marr from Mullinavat. It's been good sporting game. Here's Jamie O'Keefe. 
Jamie O'Keefe's ball over towards Ed Lahoff. Ed is near the sideline right in front of us here lovely first touch from Ed gets a shout from Sean Bergen but he decides to go right the way over the far side this has to be controlled and it is Oshin Bateman does well gets it away quickly down into the left corner McDermott is there Ed big man for the village doesn't get it cleanly there's a little bit of a battle for possession yeah, and they have it here comes Cantwell Dean Cantwell oh it's a good stop Luke McNeena could have put it across the face of the goal but McNeena was equal to the shot Cantwell went for a three-pointer could have got it he would have been the happy man if he got it the referee meanwhile says there's a foul on the Thomastown cornerback and it's going to be a free out to Thomastown who've uh, got themselves back into it never out of it by a long way but uh, I make it about a little over two and a half minutes to the half time whistle round even though we did start a little bit early yeah, two goals and four points to one goal and four the village lead by three yeah young Cantwell did very well but I think he may have taken the opportunity to give it to Stephen Minogue Stephen was waiting on the first side and maybe a pass would have been better there and a goal opportunity missed for me by the village oh. here come Thomastown there was four defenders inside there but the man in possession is Colm Tracy oh, great turn score. and strike it that's a great score lovely hurling from both sides 2-4 to the village it's now 1-5 to Thomastown and we're definitely on the stroke of half time now great score was Tracy finished it wasn't yeah, it yeah it was uh, young Tracy but a brilliant brilliant score as we said the scores have been good great quality hurling here goals and points being executed brilliantly and to be fair David no Powers done really well in the village goal he has there's a few big men battling for possession here now that has come off Thomas Townman I think in fairness to the linesman Ronnie that was hard to judge we were here beside us if you were the linesman there I wouldn't know which way to flag that yeah Yeah, well, it's amazing what you, you hear on the line. Yeah. <laughs> We're down the ticket here now. We heard it. Uh, the decision the, is. The referee to told everyone to go away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a wise old supporter said, go, "You can go away yourself, but sure, we need him. We need him." Now it's a line ball for James Stevens. Ed Lahoff is the man. Well, he done well with it, considering oh, he was down a little bit of a hollow. But uh, he executed well, but it went straight to a Thomas Town man. Now they moved it quickly downfield. Colm Tracy scored a few moments ago, but the cornerback has done well. Stephen Power Kellett looks like he switched to the left cornerback position. Seemed to be held as well as he tried to get out with that ball. He's lost his stick. His hand pass gets it to Adam O'Connor. No nonsense hurling from O'Connor. He's done well in this first half. Wearing number six for the village. Downfield it comes. Well Lovely running Steve off Manoak. the ball. Oh, beautiful hurling from Manoa. Creates a bit of space. Flicks it in field. Finds Jamie O'Keefe. He's under a little bit of pressure but it happened a split second quicker he might have got away but Thomastown got goal side here come the village that's definitely a free and that's a man this brought down there with Dean Cantwell yeah, busy isn't he yeah, busy he's player. busy Cantwell and Minogue and Minogue did brilliantly he could have put it over himself but Cantwell every time the ball goes in he looks exciting he looks fast as I said and um, for me uh, as I said coming into the game Thomastown were the favourites but the young village team have done very well and they'll be quite happy um, as I said but a uh, very entertaining game now Brendan certainly is we'll be going straight to the Camogie the AIB All-Ireland Senior Club Camogie Championship Semi-Final Dixborough versus Lockheed Shamrocks with Martin Quilty and Paula Dowling as soon as the half-time whistle goes here here is Stephen Minogue looking for another score thinks it brings his tally to 1-3 if you guess this one Ronnie correct me if I'm wrong right if he puts it in the witch he will he sticks yeah. it in and over the bar on the Waterford Road end so that's three frees and a goal for Stephen in this the opening half here in the JJ Cavan and Sons under 21 a hurling championship semi-final a place in the final against the Borough 2-5 to 1-5 it's a three-point lead for the village as Thomastown come on the attack Luke Canellan Big man, backtracks out towards the 20-metre line, finds the man in space, just missed his first touch, Nisa Dempsey, but he's got two good points so far, but this one is going to go 
out over the end line for a wide and that's their fifth wide of the opening half we're into the dying seconds of normal time Ronnie there is the yeah. half time whistle 2-5 to James Stevens, 1-5 to Thomastown we'll be going straight to the Camogie quick synopsis on that first half yeah no Young Village team doing very well two brilliantly executed goals early in the match settled them down brilliantly Thomastown have come back with some great scores and it's all to play for but as we said Thomastown and the Village very entertaining game but the Young Village team have done well but yeah. the Thomastown there's more to come from Thomastown and just in relation to uh, Young O'Keefe there that we mentioned Jamie that is Shane's brother and it's uh, he's, it's remarkable he's back here because he had a serious injury he broke his neck back in summer in May I think it was and he's back today so we have to wish him well in doing right. that as well it is confirmed it is Shane's brother yeah and he's a good he's done very well as a backtrack and that's great to see him returning from injury after a serious injury he was a Kilkenny minor as I said back in the last two years but again well done he's doing very well and as I said very impressed with the village because as we said they're a young team there's more expected out of this team in the next two or three years Thomastown more experienced but Thomastown were in a game and in a battle and they're going to have to pick it up if they're going to come out of here but very entertaining game OK we'll be back with an update about 10 minutes into the second half and we'll take you home in the last 20 minutes as soon as it's half time in the Camogie but meantime Martin Quilty and Paula Dowling are on standby in Ashburn for Dixborough versus Lockheed Shamrocks Shane and Robbie are back at base half time here in Larchfield 2-5 to James Stevens, 1-5 to Thomastown back to you lads KCLR Live Sport The JJ Cavanagh and Sons Kilkenny Under 21A Hurling Championship Semi-Final James Stevens versus Thomastown KCLR Live Sport The AIB All-Ireland Senior Club Camogie Championship Semi-Final Dixborough versus Lockheel Shamrocks With thanks to Hackett's Bar 10 Irishtown Kilkenny's newest and most exciting venue Now taking group bookings for all occasions yeah, thanks very much, lads. Welcome here to Dunamore Ashburn GAA grounds here in the heart of County Meath. And we are here for Dixborough versus Lockheed Shamrocks in the All-Ireland Senior Club semi-final. It is a point apiece. Here's Dixborough on the charge, coming straight away. Shot put in there from Orla uh, Hendrick. And it is out for a 45. We are situated with the setup here in Ashburn, right behind the goal, away down to the left-hand side of the stand. But Dixborough start with the same team the start of the last day in the Leinster final Kirsty Mara's on goal a full back line Jane Cass Tara Clifford Katie Byrne half back line Neve Feeling Cueva Dowling Kira Feeling midfielders today is Kira O'Shea and Ava O'Gorman in the half forward line Nasha McCarty Amy Clifford and Rachel Dowling and in the full forward line Eva Prendergast who was about to take this 45 Orla Henrik and Jenny Clifford and Jenny and Amy linking up with one another for their very first score of the game but that was soon cancelled out as Eva Prendergast puts this one in the goal keeper taps the post and it is in and it's over the bar it is now two points to one we have just coming up to three minutes gone Paula Dowling great start to this game bitterly cold here this afternoon but we're going to enjoy hopefully a great game of Camogie listen great game if anything's to go by for the first few minutes like there's nothing in it it's tit for tat and I can see straight away that Jane Cass seems to have picked up Roshi McCormick and seems to be sticking tight with her obviously doing a man marking job again um, and then you can see great running off the ball from Amy Clifford she's shown for everything and her striking is phenomenal here's a chance here now for number 12 that is Rachel Dowling sending it in and that is another good score for the Dixborough girls they have started very well the young wing forward there of course daughter of our own Mark Dowling with KCLR but three and a half minutes gone here and it is Dixborough three Lockheel Shamrocks one Lockheel were in the final last year Paula but that's a good start by the Dixborough girls Dixborough they seem to if they keep continuing with this momentum you know you'd be hard 
hard pushed uh, to beat them they seem to be very much strong on the ball and they're showing for every ball first out we'll bring you the Lockheed Shamrocks team as soon as we get a break in play but Dixborough have started this game really really well this is Ava O'Gorming putting the ball up towards that is Orla Hendrick who has come out onto the half forward line sending it in for a chance inside in the full forward line Amy Clifford pulls on it first time we're a good bit away from the play here but there's a bit of a scrum ensuing there our match referee is Justin Heffernan from the Blackwater Club in Wexford wearing his new pink jersey as they are now being sponsored as well is all the referees is he going to hold a halt to it he's not because Lockheed the player is after coming away with the ball they are now on the attack it's half dropped there by Claire McKillop Dixon going in and snuffing out a chance but it's turned back over here by Lockheed Shamrocks here comes Roisin McCormack the danger woman the player who won a Ashburn with TUD good interception there by Kira Phelan Kira loses out momentarily though and here's a chance for Lockheed as Lockheed are coming away they're devouring down on goal on the 13 metre line takes a shot and it's in the back of the net that is the number 13 is there I think it is number 13 yes it is it's Katrin Dobbin who went straight through Kira Phelan just lost the ball momentarily and that's a sucker blow for Dixborough who had started very very well 1-1 one, one to 3 points Paula Dowling 5 but minutes that gone ball, that ball came from Roshi McCormick who's actually falling in around out around the middle of the field and obviously today she's playing the role as playmaker rather than taking on the scores yeah well here is uh, Katrin she just got that goal a few moments ago Dixborough just need to settle a little bit Paula we know that they will do it was the same in the Leinster final but this time there is a goal early enough there's a slip there by knee feel and she's back up onto her feet again she gets the ball in her hand she has support this is the number three Tara Clifford for Dixborough she puts a nice pass out here to Asha McCarty who was put herself available for it she goes diagonally up towards the corner forward position Orla Hendrick tries to get a touch onto that one it's been won here by Jenny Clifford there's a free in there though a referee has his hand up and it's going to be a chance for Eva Prendergast to settle things a little bit and get Dixborough level again here with just approaching six minutes to go but that was a sucker punch though for Dixborough like the ball is going to be KCLR Live Sport The AIB All-Ireland Senior Club Camogie Championship Semi-Final Dixborough versus Lockheel Shamrocks With thanks to Hackett's Bar 10 Irishtown Kilkenny's newest and most exciting venue Now taking group bookings for all occasions Podcasts on KCLR Scoreline Extra Weekly sport interview highlights and bonus content It is a numbers game There's a small number of hurling Camogie clubs in Carlo Like no one can deny that um, you know the involvement of the Kilkenny League for um, you know adult hurling and underage hurling is great. Like um, our, our minor hurling team actually won the Kilkenny uh, League uh, this 2022 Ryan, Ryan C, and you know it was great for their development. Uh, you know the standard of, of teams are playing against, and it just ups their skill level. So um, and the standard of hurling in Carlow is very strong. It's, it's just a numbers game. Like with, with so few clubs, it's hard to bring that to. Uh, county level then podcasts on KCLR available now wherever you get your podcasts download and discover today for free Carlo Kilkenny KCLR 
podcasts on KCLR. Scoreline Extra, weekly sport interview highlights and bonus content. You know, the younger lads are doing well as well. There's still a bit to go and we won't be getting, you know, we won't be getting too carried away. But look, they're they're doing well and um, look, we're trying to get a bit of a balance into the team, mixing the I suppose a bit of youth in there as well. But um, you know, so far so far they've all been very good and um, you know we've a week I suppose every week we're working hard and come the weekend then we're looking to try and put in performances but you know it's, it's about just getting the work in now this time of year and you know getting ready for Antrim in February Podcasts on KCLR available now wherever you get your podcasts download and discover today for free KCLR Live Sport The JJ Kavanagh and Sons Kilkenny Under 21A Hurling Championship Semi-Final James Stevens versus Thomastown O'Keefe uh, That wall has gone wide We're just up and running 22. here 22 in O'Keefe is in for Connor Holden at 13 on the Thomastown team and uh, we have a small bit of difficulty with Ashburn at the moment so we'll be heading there as soon as we have that uh, rectified but uh, we're up and running here opening minute of the second half here on the JJ Kavanagh Sons under 21 hurling Thomas Tonkin yep, forward yep, ooh yep, he's yep. taken no, a lot he of did, steps he there did, he did, he did, he did, uh, you right. called it before the referee yeah, Ronnie yeah. so he has but the half time score was uh, 2-5 to 1-5 it still remains 2-5 to 1-5 opening minute in the second half and a little bit of old argy-bargy yeah no he did take a lot, a lot of steps in fairness but the village have missed another opportunity but as I said Thomastown uh, have been held back by the village but um, again a dangerous ball the sun has gone down now for a while Brendan so the sun is no longer in the in the back side or the goalkeeper's side a little bit easier to hurl a little bit easier to see it as well here's the ball coming downfield James Stevens defended here he is this is Aino O'Keefe he came on against that Moon Kine and did very very well goal chance Thomas Town oh it's another good stop on the goal line this man is really playing well David Power he's really done well and out come James Stevens Noel Minogue has the ball now the referee's blown the whistle but the keeper for the village has been fantastic today he's very brave yeah brilliant save that's his second save uh, under pressure the young power but the rumpires have been alerted to something someone may have picked the ball up off the ground but um there's someone in a spot of bother so it'll be interesting to see he made a big decision in the first half with the penalty and brought his umpire yeah he's, yeah, he indi- he's indicating that someone picked it up off the ground yeah, so. now who did pick it up? well I'd say it's a lab with a green and uh, a red jersey by the looks of things and that's a bit harsh again and I'd say it's a penalty possibly for Thomas Town from the pick up off the ground oh, he wouldn't be good at charade to this umpire because he's given us no indication what's going on <laughs> no <laughs> no it's a free 20 yeah. metre free, free yeah. Yeah. there's a half a dozen lads on the line for the village here's the free for Thomas Town that's gone in and it's gone over the bar and the man to stick it in is Colm Tracy. Colm Tracy so Colm sticks that one in and over the bar first score of the second half here 2-5-1-5 five, five at half time it's 2-5 to 1-6 now James Stevens leading here in Larchfield keep an eye on the time as well Ronnie yeah. will be gone because uh, we will be dipping back to the Camogie in a few minutes time as soon as uh, things work out here come James Stevens. they've worked hard Dean Cantwell he's had a good first half losing possession this time James Stevens. but back out to the middle it comes Adam O'Connor he's read it well good centre back this fella hand pass has been exquisite right to Ed McDermott looks at the post clubhouse end McDermott he gets it good score I'm very impressed with Adam O'Connor at centre back yeah he's a village senior player and uh, was done very well all year with the village young man but doing very well but that's another great score by McDermott any time he gets the ball in his, hand, in his hands he knows where the post are 2-6 2-1-6 uh, uh, a very good opening five minutes yes indeed and we are heading to Ash 
Washburn I do believe now so that's the story at the moment here with uh, five minutes gone in the second half here of the JJ Kavanagh under 21 as we do hand back there's a score going in Nisha for Dempsey. Thomas Town and Nisha Dempsey with his third point of the afternoon so good game here now 2-6 to 1-7 let's head for Ashburn yeah, thanks very much, Brendan. It is four points to one three here, still in Ashbourne with just 11 and a half minutes gone. It was Catherine uh, Dobbin getting another point, but Eva Prendergast has this free inside her own half of the pitch. It's going to be a huge score, Paula Dowling, if this goes over, but it's sent in. It's going to drop short in around the house. Can anyone put a ball? Bounces up around the square dangerously, and it is Emer Boyle who gets a fingertip to it, puts it out towards the wing. This is Orla Hendrick who manages to get the ball into hand she tries to scoop it out here's a chance for Eva O'Gorman O'Gorman coming in but the ball is blocked down and it's Lockheel coming away with the shot the referee says no foul there we play on ball is hitting his in diagonally in towards Catherine Dobbin as Jane Cass passes that ball away knee feeling tries to get the ball in that she's been put under pressure by Christine Laverty Away comes Kira O'Shea. Kira O'Shea is fouled. It's going to be a free, according to our match referee, Justin Heffernan from Blackwater. But Paula, they're still not panicking. There's lots of time left in this game. Only 12 and a half minutes gone. Two points in it. And Dixborough are still playing very, very well. Still playing. They're, like, they're really, um, for every ball, they're going in there and they're fighting tooth and nail for every single one. A couple of small little handling errors, which you won't have that on a big occasion like today. Like, if it's an All-Ireland semi-final, if you weren't nervous, there'd be something wrong there somewhere. But, like, I mean, there's everything to play for and there's nothing in it on your they're certainly not well Ronnie and Brendan were chilled out down in Larchfield at the under 21 hurling game well we're certainly chilled out here in Ashburn this game today brought to you with thanks to Hackett's Bar 10 Irish Town Kilkenny's newest and most exciting venue now taking group bookings for all occasions as Eva Prendergast gets ready to send this ball in she's putting it in it's going high is it going to tail off wide it is and that is actually Paula Dowling I think the very first wide first of the game first wide of the game so far um, it's been a very very tightly full uh, contested actual game and that's the first wide we'd had ball is sent out nice and quickly here goes Ava O'Gorman tidying up Kira Phelan has it nice pass in towards Kira O'Shea thought she was going to lose it for a moment she's going forward needs to be careful with the steps and just as I said it the referee has blown Kira O'Shea forward you could see that one coming Justin Heffernan on he's, the ball he's doing a great job I have ah, to say really good job Justin's a great referee to be fair to him and but he's letting it flow he and does. he's only blowing when yeah, he really needs he to blow Do you know what? he's doing a really Really good job. The new jerseys are nice too, I have to say. Here goes a nice, <laughs> a nice ball in here towards Catherine Dobbin. Good play here by Lockheel. They have the experience of being here before. That pass is coming in there on the attack, going in. That ball is sent in. Pat Curran, though, is down here in front of us, and he's going to wave that one off the second wide of the game, one wide apiece. Nothing between it, and like, I mean, it shows the level of the ferocity of the tackling in between all the backs. Nothing has ah, been given. Yeah, away. look at that for a puck out. Paula straight into the hand of Kiro Shea. She goes diagonal down towards. I can't see the number down there. It looks like it might be Amy Clifford. She tries to get the ball back. It was actually Orla Hendrick, but it's taken in there by the number 20, Kira Laverty. Here goes Lockheel on the attack again in towards Catherine Dobbin. They seem to be hitting Catherine an awful lot. There's a foul coming here for a pullback there by Katie Byrne. Of course, Katie picked up the come on kind player of the year last night at the award ceremony in O'Loughlin Gales, but she's after giving away a free this time. And this is going to be Roisin McCormack for a chance to get her second point of the afternoon and extend out the lead two Lucky Shamrocks we have 15 minutes gone and this could Paula Dowling put a goal between the teams look I wouldn't be panicking yet like I mean there's a little bit of nerves I'd say with the Dixborough team at the moment once they settle into it uh, they it. will fly into it but like I mean Lucky are shown a little bit more in front in the forward line um 
can't really see it properly at the other end but it seems to me that every ball that the, G- the Dixborough players are going for they're under severe pressure like I mean they have to work so hard Anyone got binoculars because we might need them before this day is out that's a nice puck out again by Kirsty Marr another award winner last night three in a row for the Dixborough shot stopper here goes Asha McCarty coming in to clean that ball up she's going on a solo run up along the stand side of the field she's away from some of the Lock Eel players she ch- checks inside puts that ball in towards Jenny Clifford who has gone into the full forward line but again it's intercepted back there by Kira Laverty who is doing very well this is the wing back she gets the ball up towards Christine Laverty who is roaming around a little bit again they're trying to hit Dobbin in the corner forward here Kira Phelan does well though she is pushed in the back this time the referee right on hand Justin Heffernan gives the free out and it is going to be a relieving free Quiva Dowling is going to come out to take this one Kira deciding it could be just outside the 45 a little bit so she couldn't take no. the ball out of her hand. I think Go on. I thought Rachel. No, it wasn't. No, sorry. No, no. It seems to be the final ball with Dixford. They just need to have a little bit more composure. Heads up, take a look. Like I mean, Asha was straight through there, and just a little bit more composure on the ball, and uh, you know, a score could have came off it. Low trajectory coming this time up towards the half forward line. Amy Clifford trying to get on the ball. She linked up very well with her sister to get the first score. She's forced him forward. She has an advantage coming. Paula Dowling. Here's a chance. It's not going to go anywhere. No advantage in crewing, her and the referee pulls it back. Her work today and has been all year has been phenomenal like I mean she's really she's a physically stronger she's a robust player and she I'm telling you she's right too and she will not stand back from it no, like, I mean, there's no point again Lock Eel to be fair no and she seems to really like this year especially seems to really enjoying her camogie out in front for the ball and attacking every single ball and I tell you if you get a ball of Amy Clifford you'll have worked very hard to get it you will Eva Prendergast coming here for a shot just after 17 minutes gone in the first half here from Ashburn it's looking good from where I'm standing here Paula Dowling it certainly is umpire is waving a white flag that is the third point for Eva Prendergast and I make it five points to one four yeah only two points in the game puck of the ball ball is sent out from the puck out by Emer Boyle out here towards Christine Laverty she gets a pass in look at that lovely hands there by the Lockheed players sent in again towards Catherine Dobbin Jane Cass trying to pick it up so too is Tara Clifford there Tara kicking the ball along but only out as far as one of the Lockheed players as Nee Phelan comes in tries to get that ball back here goes Kira Phelan couple of fumbles there as the ball is now with Lockheed players good pass or interception I should say by Kira Phelan she got a little flick into it there's a scrum ensuing down here in front of us and now the referee has pulled Tara Clifford for trying to play the ball along the ground and standing on it you rarely see that happening and more referees should be doing it to be fair because there was a chance for Lockheel there and now this will be a furry into them um, look at the, the, the there's nobody can say that the Dixborough backs are under a little bit of pressure here yep. they can't afford to take their eye off the player or off the ball for one minute Roisin McCormack with this chance here for point number three to put a goal back between the teams again she does that we are 18 and a half minutes gone and it is 1-5 to Lockheed Shamrocks five points to Dixborough still only the goal in it and we have plenty of time left so nobody is going to be panicking as Kirsty Maher sends that ball out again towards Aoife Prendergast over towards the dugout side of the field there's a push there on Kira O'Shea she's down on the ground and it is going to be a free out to Dixborough and Aoife Prendergast is right beside it and she's going to take this 
Like, I mean, I have to say, it, it, the referee did made the right call there. Whoever's out in front is getting the benefit of it. They are. Here goes Jenny Clifford. Nice pass into her sister. This time, a roll reversal from the first point that we see. Amy turning around on her left. That ball is going in there towards Orla Hendrick. Here's a chance, but it just a little bit too high. I thought Orla had it in her hand there for a minute, but it just creeped out to you'd the be, left of the post. You'd be very wide. tempted with those high balls, just to, you know, quick one-handed pull uh, and, her, you know, straight in. And, and it just could go anywhere. Off. It could go anywhere. You've nothing to lose. The other thing is today, due to the coldness up here, I'd say the hands are actually probably losing a bit of circulation fairly uh, rapidly. Our certainly are, and I can imagine here goes Eva Prendergast. Poor puck out from Eva Boyle. It comes towards Orla Hendrick. Horn Hendrick is trying to get away from some of the Lock Eel players. Decides to go across field over towards Jenny Clifford. Jenny tries to get a little flick onto it. It might work out here towards Asha McCarty, but again, the Lock Eel Shamrocks players are in there nice and quickly to snuff the chances out. They're away on the attack. Then again, down here towards our side of the field. Nice turn there by Catherine Dobbin. She's after getting away here from Jane Cass. She has support. Decides to go herself. Puts it in and puts it over the bar. Good work there by Catherine Dobbin. And that is a goal and two points now. And Paula, I have to say it, Jane Cass is under a little bit of trouble there with her. Under a bit of pressure. But what's happening is the Lockheel half forward line have pulled out right into the middle of the field. So what's happening is they have loads of space. Anyway, once you go inside the 45, there's only two dicks per um, backs and two of the Lockheed forwards so there's loads of speakers in a space and acres of room to take their shots well, well we're looking at the minute if you look out it's like Lockheed have 17 or 18 players in the field there's so many loose players around the place Dixborough though coming on the attack again here goes Ashley McCarty she has the ball in her hand she has great pace she's been tackled by two players she has support hand passes it in here nicely in towards uh, is that Orla Hendrick is up there I think it might be uh, or is it Rachel Dowling I can't Rachel see Dowling. the number is it Rachel it is Rachel yeah a good score horse taking point of the afternoon Paula and I make that now with 20 minutes gone it is 166 points that's it, it, like it is a tough game, and now that the rain is starting to sort of uh, start now, a bit of a drizzle, it could make for a very interesting second half. Ball is sent out again here down towards the centre forward Anna Connolly. We haven't seen too much of her, but she's on the ball this time. She gets a pass away here towards the midfield player, but has intercepted. Look at that for a tackle there by Amy Clifford. She's going forward again, tries to get it up into her hand. She has it. She gets a little bit of a nudge forward. She's still going forward. Here goes Amy Clifford. Hand passes it away here towards Rachel Dowling. Dowling just didn't get it up at the right moment. She's been put under pressure, and again, Lockheel are doing very well back there as Asha McCarty tries to put pressure on the Lockheel player. In comes Kira. O'Shea, Kira O'Shea gets it back here towards Asha McCarty who has made herself available McCarty is going forward, she's going herself she's putting it in towards the goal, it's going to drop short into the hand of Emer Boyle and Boyle is going to do well and put it out towards the wing, out towards the corner back and that is Charlene Hamill who is back there and we are going to hand back to Brendan Hennessy at the under 20 hurling just to see how things are going in Larchfield Brendan Yes, indeed, Martin. Well, things are going uh, in no particular way because it's 210 to James Stevens, 210 to Thomastown, and the clock has taken away some lovely scores in this the second half. Nisha Dempsey's got one for Thomastown. Alex Cass with a beautiful score. Peter McDonald with a free and a point from Colin Tracy. Well executed point as well. He also got one from a dead ball situation for the village. Four scores in the second half. Ed McDermott with a cracking score. Uh, one from play from Stephen Minogue. Lovely free for him. But Jamie O'Keefe with a cracking score in the second half here. And now, as you join us, it is Thomastown. 
have put the ball in and over the bar 2-11 to 2-10 and Ronnie that's the first time that they have led and it's his fourth score for Young Tracy first time Thomas Stone have led in the game correct me if I'm wrong yeah no you're dead right it's the first time they've led they've settled down a little bit but a cracking match now at this stage uh, Thomas Stone as we said playing into the water of the road as we know it here in Larchfield Adam O'Connor now has gone down injured and another sub coming on uh, for Rory Canellan as yeah, well Connor e- Monks is coming on so and Evan Boogie, Evan Boogie come on a few moments ago over the village Stephen Powell-Kellett has a hamstring injury so he replaced him and Stephen Powell-Kellett was doing really well but Evan Boogie is a fine player he's in now as well and now a few more running repairs for the village uh, I make it Ronnie uh, on a time check there but you're enjoying the second half and uh, so are the spectators here uh, I make it that we have uh, we're into the 16th 17th minute of the second half yeah something like that um, as we said the, the clock has uh, changed but again it's all to play for it's going to go down to the wire very entertaining game 210 to 11 but Thomas down starting to creep into it a little bit uh, the village forwards not getting much change but they've started to play with a sweeper uh, Thomas down I think they've settled down a little bit and um, it's maybe there's where they're after starting to uh, a bit of physicality yeah, too. big yeah, team yeah. big team 2-10 James Stevens, but it's now 2-11 to Thomas Town and it's a uh, the free was the difference on this occasion here go Thomas Stone again he's Cass. really playing well today Alex Cass that's a massive strike from Cass just goes out to the right and wide I believe he's a strong Glenmore connection as well don't forget they're out in the Leinster Intermediate Championship Final against Bray it's next Saturday afternoon it will be live on KCLRs the village come forward here's Oshin Bateman good first half he had Bateman the number 7 of the village sends it across the face of the goal Bay Hammond was there to try and keep it up but here come the village oh it's a stop to Luke McNeil I think his body just got in the way there and Thomas Town try and hook it out from inside the 20 metre line it's a good old battle here in the JJ Cavanagh Sons under 21 as the ball is flicked off the stick of the man Owen Dealey doing well for the village on this occasion 2-11 Thomas Town 2-10 James Stevens. Ronnie good second half yeah very good second half and great work being done by the village forwards they said didn't let the ball out soft and Sean, looks like Sean Root is going to make an appearance here but again Thomas Town as we said um, they're in the lead for the first time in the game but the younger uh, village team starting to settle down a little bit but as I said both uh, teams and particularly the village backs have been excellent but the change of Aina, Aina O'Keefe coming on he, just about to mention yeah, it yeah he got a great goal and he and looks he very well. lively he scored he against yeah. Moonkind the last yeah. day as well he's very young as well Aina, I think he's I think Tom's young lad so he's not he's too still bad a minor yeah. as well yeah. ball comes back downfield we're heading back to the Camogie in Ashburn in a few minutes time it's 2-11 here to Thomas Town 2-10 to James Stevens and James Stevens look like Sean Root will be coming on in a minute he's here in front of us on the line wearing number 21 and there's a bit of stalemate down in the corner and uh, James Stevens do defend this one coming across Evan Boogie first touch for Evan big big ball downfield looking to get Stephen Manogue he's doing really well today he's been put under pressure by O'Shea Riley but he needs a little bit of help out there and Thomas Town tied up a good tough physical encounter Peter Cannell another fine player for Thomas Town at centre back drills it down the sideline heading towards the Waterford goal uh, in Waterford Road in goal downfield it comes Luke Cannell and lights onto this one another big man Cannell does well second oh second bite of the cherry it's going to be a free here for Thomas Town Ronnie this is a crucial free this puts them two points up if they get it it's not going to be simple the sun has dipped in it's gone very very cold it ain't simple for Hurley but t- there's no win now here comes the change Sean Root is going in onto the James Stevens team and that's another change for them so 2-11 2-10 Ronnie we'll wait for the free we'll head back for the camogie but we're coming into the business end of this match here in Largefield here in the JJ Cavanagh Sons under 21 Hurling Championship semi-final yeah 10-12 minutes to go and it is going to be a crucial ball now for Thomas Town. as I said they've just 
a point in front there's the there's Paddy Kyo going off and I thought Paddy Kyo was excellent for the village but maybe he's on a yellow card so he needs to be careful but he had a very good yeah, 40 really minutes to be fair Sean Root is in Paddy Kyo is gone so 21 for 5 and here's the free for Thomas Town. this is crucial they're leading by 1 2-11 to 2-10 after this we're going straight back to Ashburn Dixborough and Lockheed Shamrocks with Martin Quilty here is the free for Thomastown down towards the water road and goal over, that's yeah. gone in it's gone in great and it's score. gone over the bar great score Ronnie before we go back to the camogie this is going to go to the wire isn't yeah, it yeah no it's going to go to the wire but um, it looks like that Thomastown are starting to sneak in front as we said uh, 2-12 2 points Village need to come into it but this man in the middle of the field MacDonald and Cass in particular if this goes over that means Thomastown are in the, and here it is let's go over yeah, it's gone over so the free the free for MacDonald the point from play for Cass let's head for the camogie Thomastown lead by 3 213 to 210 here we're into the melting pot in Largefield back to Martin Thanks Brendan yeah Thomastown might be leading by three but Lockheed Shamrocks are leading by four here at the minute there's a free in to Lockheed again at not happy with that decision over there is uh, the number five who's that that's knee feeling this side but Lockheed are really putting the Dixborough uh, backs under pressure Paul like that last ball came in there before Brendan came back to us Kirsty Marr batting the ball it was in twice. front of the square twice, twice. very enough. very very lucky but I have to say Casey Byrne came to the rescue there she did um, a little Dixborough bit of cuteness panicking a little bit on the ball they are, back they're here. panicking they're not and, and they're not having composure like I mean they need to just get the ball and break the tackle they're actually throwing up the ball in front oh, of the there's another backs. one going to drop short in around the house knee feel and puts up our hand and the umpire says why <laughs> we're looking at that one right here I know Justin Everton will probably be listening back later on but that is a completely wrong decision that should have been a 45 to lock eel but anyway Dixborough will certainly take that small little bit of look as that ball is sent out by Kirsty Marr over there towards the far side of the field it's Orla Hendrick has it she's deciding to go in towards Jenny can Jenny get a bit going in there but she's been put under pressure big time by Kira Laverty and Jenny not getting much uh, change out of the full back there as that ball is sent in and there's another free or is it Justin just going to throw the ball in or give the indirect free to Lockheel there's a Lockheel player down on the ground but it is 28 and a half minutes gone here in the first half Lockheel Shamrocks 1-7 Dixborough 6 points there is a whole second half to go here so we are not panic anywhere yet but this game is being brought to you today with thanks to Hackett's Bar 10 Irish Town Kilkenny's newest and most exciting venue now taking group bookings for all occasions P you were going to say something yeah I, I just think look Lockheel for the amount of possession they have they have not converted as much as they probably should have Dixborough are fighting for every single ball and you just feel that it's, it's, it's very similar pattern, pattern to the last day and that if they can get a run on Lockheel I'm telling you they won't know what will happen we'll to have them, to say it there's, there's, there's been several league finals played here including Wexford and Armagh going back a few years ago as well this is the scoring goal where we're Actually, standing at one of the stewards coming in was talking he said oh you're parking at the scoring goal I said I don't mind one, once no sitters hit my car <laughs> <laughs> that's being honest about it but like he said this is the scoring goal all the action will be at this end and it has been so it has far been so far yeah well I think it is going to be a, a, well it is a free in one way or another the question is whether it's indirect or whether it's going to be a straight free if there is such a thing as a straight free but that's the terminology we have to use now but the lucky player is still down on the ground there's a lot of possession going into the forward line up at the far end of the feed into the Dixborough forwards but the backs for lucky Shamrocks are playing very very well they seem to be out in front that little step forward every time the full back seems to have a, a grip on, on Jenny up there like doesn't seem to Jenny doesn't get much change out of her but then again maybe the ball's going a little bit too high because she's quite a tall girl so that needs but to then come. would we put Asha or even young Rachel 
in there and, and let him break, down, break yeah. down the ball too Jenny let her be skirting around ideally that's what you want and maybe you just need somebody to break it and then for somebody to sweep up around it and then to break through from there because they're getting the ball in there but they're just not converting it well we'll have to wait and see here goes Roisin McCormack out to take this one the big question is is it indirect we don't know because we can't uh, see any indication coming it looks like it is going to be indirect and that ball is sent in here towards the uh, number 10 and that is Christine Laverty it's missed again but it comes here towards Catherine Dobbin who puts it in and over the bar and P Dowling that is all too easy for the Lockheed players at the minute a goal and three points now for the corner forward you can see Kirsty Mar roaring and shouting at our players Look, Dixburg are going to have to be up beside their players. They're playing from behind. That's not going to work. In oh, here's Roisin McCormick coming now. There's a poor puck out coming. Ball is going to bounce. Kirsty needs to be careful. She does. She gets it out towards the wing. Is it going to stay in play? It'll bounce nicely here for Ava O'Gorman to go forward. She's very close to the sideline. It is a line ball out, but it's off the Lockheel player. John Dermody, who's the linesman here on our near side of the field, and it's going to be a line ball to Dixborough. And we are into injury time. We don't know how much injury time is actually actually going to be a lot of we didn't see Louise Riley putting up the board here goes Kira Phelan she's deciding to go down the same side of the field on the stand side down towards Rachel Dowling this time but again the Lockheed players are playing very very well it's the wing back home and this time good though Dixborough putting pressure this time Orla Hendrick and Rachel Dowling doing enough as we come and it's going to be a free here to Dixborough in I suppose Paulie could say it's on the 45 metre line and the guess thing is the Lockheed players do not look physically actually very very strong or robust but when they go for a ball they're going down so low that like I mean Dixborough are under severe pressure all the time they're getting the primary possession whereas Dixborough aren't being out in front and attacking it and not getting the primary possession well here goes Eva Prendergast she is just on or outside the 45 metre line they could really do with this score we are in injury time it would make a difference going in at half time being either four points down or five points down there may be still a few minutes left as well she's taking a shot it's looking like that's going to tail off and it does and that is a third wide of the game now for Dixborough and it's one that they could have used because there is five points in it at the minute one ace to Lockheed Shamrock six points Dixborough we are in additional time and that ball is being pucked out we can only deal with the lights coming on in Ashbourne here shortly it is getting a little bit dull the rain is now starting to come down as well it's not heavy it's that dirt drizzly stuff that will wet you more but there's a, a battle ensuing for the ball over there on the far side of the pitch and it's Lockheed who comes out with it again that's another good ball in but Kira Phelan reads that one she gets to the ball first she gets it up on her stick has a hand pass here back to Tara Clifford Tara is deciding to go long up to the forward line again up towards Eva Prendergast can Eva get it this time yes she can she has it in her hand she's going forward she's still going forward two Lockheed players around her Eva loses the ball out she tries to get it back up third Lockheed player comes in she needs a bit of support she's fighting up in the corner of the pitch all on her own she she needs some of the Dixborough girls to come in and help her. She's been surrounded back there by four or five Lockheel Shamrocks players and Dixborough managed to hold on to the ball. Here goes Jenny Clifford. Nice ball across towards Rachel Dowling. Rachel just slipped at the wrong moment and it's going to be a decision by the referee. Blows the, wh- blows the whistle, I should say. But it is half time. It is 1-8 to 6 points. Give us a quick summation. Do you know what? Uh, uh, Dixborough are going to have to get out in front of their players. They're going to have to be attacking the ball. They seem to be allowing Lockheel to run and attack them. For the amount of possession Lockheel have, they probably should be about two or three more points ahead of them. And the same with Dixborough. They seem to have problems penetrating through from the 21. They just seem to be take their chances and back themselves. 
they're well capable of you know, winning this game they certainly are half time here in the All-Ireland Club semi-final Dixborough 6 points Lockheel 1 goal and 8 points we thank Hackett's Bar 10 Irish Town Kilkenny newest and most exciting venue now taking group bookings for all occasions but for the time being it's back to Lartfield and Brendan and Ronnie for the latter stages of the JJ Cavanagh and Sons under 21 hurling championship how's it going Brendan? There's 3 points between them here Martin Thomas Town leading 2-14 to 2-11 the village uh, only downfall is they went a long period of time without a score in this the second half but it's 2-14 to 2-11 it's still in the melting pot it'll be a 2 point game if this free from Stephen Minogue goes in and over the bar on the clubhouse end he struck it over. very very it's well it creeps inside the upright it's his third in the second half he scored 1-3 in the first half so that's 1-6 for Stephen Minogue it's a 2 point game 2-14 to Thomastown 2-12 to James Stevens. Jacob Breslin has just come on for Ed Lahoff wearing number 27 for the village and we have an injury to a Thomastown man back inside the small parallelogram two point game Ronnie when there's two points in it in a few minutes to go you have every chance of getting back into a game when there's four in it it's a two score game but a goal for the village and they could win this one yeah the full back is in bother it seems and he doesn't look as if he's going to make it because the physio is looking for some help but look there's probably five minutes when you allow for injury time two point game that means the village have a great chance but they need to be taking their chances they've moved up no Minogue now up to the forwards as I said they've been very good but Thomastown came good in the second half and as I said Aino O'Keefe has made a difference to their to their team but the two boys in the middle of the field McDonald and in particular Alex Cass they've been very very good but no man gone up to the forwards now their village trying to make a few latter changes and hoping for maybe to get a score but that's a brilliant take by Evan Boogie he's after coming on as well he's so done the really village well. the chances yeah, now and the free as well yeah. can they go up for percentages now they're two down send it down the field stick it over there Connor Monks also come on for Thomastown in the second half here a goal from Aino O'Keefe in the second half point from Keane Farrell two from Colin Tracy two from Alex Cass two free from Peter McDonald and Ocean Riley the corner back popped up for one in the second half Ed McDermott cracking score for the village Jamie O'Keefe with a cracking score as well uh, Stephen Minogue has got four of their six scores in the second half here's the long dropping ball a score will bring it back to a one point game Thomas Town have gathered at Bayham and Zach went for the ball he takes the return ball the worker hard working from Peter McDonald out comes Zach Bayham and bundles a pace this fella controls a beautiful he's on his way here he's on his way up to the middle of the park switches it back into Nisha Dempsey he's got two in the that's first half one in the second and that's his second in the second beautiful play all the credit has got to go to Bayham and the McDonald was back there helping out doing a bit of sweeping up as well 2-15 2-12 run three point game still a few minutes to go yeah. Village re- really need a goal now I'm not sure should they have got Stephen Minogue to take that free and put it over but they are making a point instead it's gone up the field in a two point swing dangerous right. high ball the village come back they need the big men in on this one McDermott trying to move in on it but it's tidied up Thomastown he's going to blame oh Ooh, it's going to be a free out at the corner back Oshin Riley he's uh, been fouled the referee says and it will be a free out 2.15 to Thomastown 2.12 to James Stevens. in the melting pot Ronnie we're into the final few minutes here at Larchfield but it has been a cracking game yeah and Keane Moore and Zach Bain the last two high balls that came in but as I said I'm just wondering should they have brought out Stephen Minogue I know it was out a long way should have put it over the bar bring it back to a point instead and each of them seemed to uh, turn it over to make it a two point game but now as we said it's a three point game because there was a point in it Luke but Thomastown looked like they have weathered the storm or have they they're playing a little bit of magic out around the middle of the park but they're fine big strong team Podge Kerwin goes for an absolute monster dropping in around that was a great oh, take in the full back line very good he did really really well really really well the keeper's been fantastic as well David Power for the village today he's had some tremendous stops here comes O'Shean Bateman he's a cousin of the Bistos listening to us in the Middle East he sends the ball downfield breaks inside the 13 metre line the village need a goal to get on parity here but it breaks favourably for Thomastown again and will be cleared by their centre back Peter Canellan P 
Peter down to Keane Farrell he has also scored a point in the second half the game is petering at the last minute but the village are going looking for scores big big ball in around the house underneath it was the Thomastown man Peter MacDonald he's good at mopping up he's back there playing a defensive midfield role in this the second half and his ball downfield gives the advantage back to the village it's a sideline ball three between them 2.15 to Thomastown 2.12 to James Stevens in the JJ Kavanagh and Sons Kenny under 21 a hurling championship semi-final a place in the final against Dixborough is what awaits either of these teams and Ronnie anything can happen but it's uh, Thomastown's to lose at the moment but when there's three points in it anything can happen yeah but Thomastown are the defending champions beating Moonkine last year and as I said they've weathered the storm got off to a very poor start Village got a brilliant start two goals first 15 minutes but gradually as the game went on the likes of Nisha Dempsey the likes of uh, Peter MacDonald and Alex Cass in particular in the middle of the field uh, they've been very good but again uh, the Village had one or two chances Brendan and they'll be disappointed because it was there for him but Thomastown the experience and probably the physique as you said has has probably come to him in the end and again their they're man marking out of Zach Bay has gone back on young um, Minogue there as well yeah here's a sideline ball in far as it, well, you were just saying we were having a chat off air when we were listening to Martin uh, on the Camogie Paul on the Camogie uh, the village went a long period of time without a score they did they went with about t- nine minutes without a score in the second half Jamie O'Keefe got a point in the 12th minute and from there until the last 26 minute there was nearly 12 minutes without a score so as again I said that was the, the downfall there's a big ball from McDonald has gone in I think he's got that has he Not no it's a wide, wide ball yeah. Peter McDonald. Peter McDonald. he'll have a big part to play for Thomastown next week in intermediate that's a tremendous block down Luke Cannellan done well but in fairness to Oshin Bateman he mopped up the pressure and Bateman orchestrated a nice move flicked it back infield Zach Bay Hammond comes out he just boots that ball away but it's going to break for Owen Dealey it's all over it's all over 2.15 to Thomastown 2.12 to James Stevens. it's a young James Stevens team we'll see a lot of these lads back at this level next year but as Thomastown are on the crest of a wave at the moment heading for an intermediate Leinster final against Bream it's next Saturday afternoon in Echelon Park in Ockram are now heading for a JJ Cavalan Sons Kilkenny under 21 a hurling championship final against Dixborough they've won this one by three points here in Largefield 2.15 to 2.12 very competitive Ronnie good game for this time of the year but the weather was very fitting for it as well no wind nice and dry very cold but ideal I suppose for this time of year no, you summed it up there brilliantly Brendan as you said uh, conditions ideal uh, the weather good two very competitive teams two fair minded teams no acting the maggot as we call it not uh, no one uh, no poor stroke but the village as I said got an opportunity this is a young village team there's talks of the village senior team maybe being under a small bit of pressure but these young lads are coming good and they have a lot to look forward to in the village and I was very impressed as I said with the village and particularly their six backs in particular and up front maybe a little bit shy up front Stephen Minogue needed a little bit more help uh, up front didn't get enough ball into Ben, ben Cantwell but as I said uh, the six backs for the village but again it's only when Thomas Town settled in they started to get uh, come good in the end and the change I think of Aina O'Keefe coming on he got 1-1 but he looked exciting looked dangerous and he caused a small bit of bother for the Thomastown men particularly in the second half but Nisha Dempsey popping over four points but for me the two boys in the middle of the field young Peter uh, MacDonald and Alex Cass in particular he scored three points MacDonald would want two one from a penalty that was a big call too Brendan in the first half when Thomastown were over it was a penalty and a decision that we didn't see but to be fair and credit to the ref in general the referee was excellent all over the field but I'd say if you're a village man you'll be a little disappointed when they were on top and when Thomastown were struggling that penalty probably was a surprise but look credit to Thomastown they are the county champions they are flying it they were a brilliant intermediate team but and this is the big but the village have a lot to look forward to a lot of great young lads here in this minor team Thomastown scored 110 in that second half Village yeah. scored 7 points yeah, 
uh, big difference they did and it's sometimes in, the, in Larchfield people are used to playing in Larchfield teams start to sit back and Thomastown sat back they crowded out the, the village forwards in particular crowded them out and that allowed more space up front and in, in Larchfield when you're playing in Larchfield when you're playing into the water road you tend to sit back in the dressing room and, and they did that and Peter MacDonald sat back and cast and they made a lot of space up front for the likes of Nisha Dempsey as I said and the likes of uh, uh, Colm Tracy he scored four points and Aino O'Keefe making a difference up front but again Thomastown very balanced very big very physical very strong and to be fair to them they're playing a lot of hurling they're training together they're in an intermediate this village team haven't played for four or five weeks they got they're a, young as well yeah, they're, they're young, young on the 21 team yeah, and yeah. as a group they haven't played yes they're playing with their schools and their colleges but to be fair to the Thomastown and they're on a crest of a wave Thomastown hurling club they're flying it as I said uh, all over the field um, and uh, you know they have a lot to look forward to they have a Leinster final next weekend I see um, some of the Thomastown more experienced players there walking off the field look it is dangerous you mentioned about the Thomastown team and injuries but they've all come unscathed but if you're looking at uh, the future and looking at, and you're a village man today you'll be very happy because that's a very experienced team they're county champions the Thomastown they have seven intermediates playing village two senior players playing and a lot of minors so if you're a village man walking away today uh, you'll be disappointed I got beaten but you have an awful lot to look forward to with these young lads two lovely individual displays yeah, there today no, as I said the six backs young Bateman young Kenny young and they have a power in the goal was yeah excellent. very very good but again look Thomastown you, you, give him, you, know, you mentioned Jamie O'Keefe there coming back from a serious injury there's a lot to look forward to for the, for the village lads they're young they won't be hugely disappointed most of them will be underage next year but Thomastown on the crest of a wave you know intermediate final Ryan A final winners last year now in another Ryanair final when you go back in the history of Hurling when you're winning a Ryanair under 21 title that means you're looking good and these guys are coming up as I said and I've said on numerous occasions um Thomastown are not coming up to take part in intermediate or senior next year they're coming up to do very very well yeah they will do yeah, well they will do well uh, as a game Ronnie before we hand back because I know the lads have a bit to get through before we go back to Martin uh, in the Camogie in, in Ashburn and of course later on at 5 past 4 Oisin Lang and Michael Walsh will bring a full live commentary of Lachlan Gales versus Nafina of Dublin as a contest it was very good it was enjoyable it was a great crowd here and I think this thing of uh, playing the games at home uh, and away venues in under 20 it works very well not for us when it's raining as commentators but uh, a beautiful day today yeah. and we've had a few good days out but now it is the borough it is Thomastown and you know we said last week that the borough are the team to beat now Thomastown will bring a bit to the table in this final won't they oh no without a doubt now because yeah. Thomastown are on a crest of a wave it's now when it's going to be played they're out next weekend as we said um, the borough will be anxious to play it and it'll be two weeks time possibly in two weeks time but the borough it'll be, Christmas, strong, week it'll be Christmas week but it'll be a brilliant final because as we said the borough were expected the last few years to get to this stage and get to this final they are now in the final this is a very good Thomastown team on a crest of a wave it'll be a brilliant final you have 7 or 8 as I said intermediate hurlers that are really senior hurlers for Thomastown playing 7 or 8 uh, in Borough men now the only constant I suppose the only worry to, as a Borough man you have uh, Young Hackett Killian uh, Young Shine and um, um, Young Shine Hackett uh, were injured last day and of course descending off the last day of Mikey Steins that's a concern for the Borough if they're down those 3 players that's advantage uh, Thomastown they will be down uh, uh, certainly 2 of those players uh, but they may have one of them back but it's advantage Thomastown and again Thomastown you talk about a team they had a very good team and they brought on young Connor Monks and Aino O'Keefe that's a great testament to a team a young, a lads, young yeah. team and that's Thomastown going well as I said and bringing on the likes of those young lads you know again and that's quality when you have quality coming on look the future and uh, the future is excellent for Thomastown and um, and to be fair as I said the village they took their beating very well they were very manful all over the field a young team so they have a lot to look forward to OK, thanks for today, Ronnie. Yeah, good man, yeah. M- Mickey, well, just plugging in the electric blanket in Croke Park now. 
Yeah, it can best look at you if you're listening in, yeah. We don't <laughs> empty in in row seven. He's, he's or, hoping he's hoping a Lachlan's in because he's going to do the Christmas shopping in Newry. He thinks yeah. Loch Neelan or Lachlan's will be in Newry if they win today, but we wish uh, Mark Bergen, the captain, and his team, and uh, Brian Hogan and the lads the very, very best. They should do it, but uh, a potential banana skin. Well, it's a potential banana skin, but it's like listening to Martin and Paula there because, again, the expectation for the likes of us, and this is a very good Borough senior Camogie team, and mm. they're under a bit of pressure. I know it's yeah. only half time, but no one Never like, simple. No, but from my involvement in Camogie, the, 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 the Boris team they have a panel of 20 girls that are as good as any team in Kilkenny and as good as any team have represented Kilkenny over the years so that's a big concern and a big worry for them to be down those four points at half time I'm hoping there's a wind in it and maybe they'll come back but there you are you could never I'm, I'm, I'm surprised I'd be still surprised if the Borough get beaten I'd be very surprised if O'Loughlin's get beaten so let's see but at this stage um, I hope that Borough turn it around I hope they, they improve as the lads were saying uh, because obviously they're not playing as well as they can but look Antrim Komogi Roisin McCormack and these guys they're brilliant they've disrupted us over the years Antrim Komogi in, in, in matches for Kilkenny when we expected to win the Antrim Komogi team and when you have Roisin McCormack that's a quality player but look the expectation for all of us is that the Borough should win it I hope they do and without a doubt not putting pressure the expectation has to be O'Loughlin's they look that platform you've covered the matches in the last few games they have a brilliant set of backs I certainly have that's Adrian Rowan and I'm Brendan Hennessy we do hope you've enjoyed our under 21A coverage here from Largefield a huge thank you to Kevin Hennessy Kevin looks after the grounds here in James Stevens in Largefield and on the Kells Road very helpful and uh, very helpful to Casey Lar and the team here this afternoon the final score is Thomas Town are true to play Dixborough uh, whenever the final will be 2.15 to 2.12 was the final score here so Thomas Town advance and we'll also bring a coverage of Tuller Ross Birkin and Thomas Town next week in their respective Leinster finals from Brendan and Adrian we're going to hand back to Camogie it's just about to start in Ashburn and from us all here we wish Dixborough and the Lachlan Gales the very very best and thanks for listening well done Thomas Town and they'll do it all again next week in Auckland for Brendan and Adrian it's back to the studio KCLR Live Sport the AIB All-Ireland Senior Club Camogie Championship Semi-Final Dixborough versus Loch Eel Shamrocks with thanks to Hackett's Bar 10 Irish Town Kilkenny's newest and most exciting venue now taking group bookings for all occasions yeah, well, we are well underway, lads, and he missed a goal already because Dixborough are on the charge here. Asher McCarty is coming in, oh, putting man. it in and putting it over the bar. 1-1 for Asher McCarty. She got the goal just at the stroke. As soon as the referee put in the whistle, or blew the whistle, I should say, and it's now only a point in it with three and a half minutes gone. Paula Dowling, lucky he'll won eight. Dixborough, 1-7. Whatever was said at half-time, I tell you, it's worked. Oh, they're definitely, it's like a different team. They're coming out, they're attacking. Like, I mean, it's heads up ball for every single one not a single quarter is being given here by Dixborough certainly not and we have a big change as well at half time because Lucinda Gann is in as a substitute for Kira O'Shea who had to go off injured and there's a Lock Eel player down injured as well but there is a free out to Lock Eel and just while we're talking about under 20 hurling the under 21 B final that went to extra time today in Ballyragget ended up Young Ireland's 119 St Martin 16 points in that one and it is all to play for here in Dunamore Ashburn here in this All-Ireland Club Senior Semi-Final the AIB Senior Semi-Final 1-7 Dixborough 1-8 Lockheel Shamrocks and we have coming up to approaching four minutes gone as that ball turned back over here goes Aoife Prendergast she's going long she's driving as hard down towards Rachel Dowling Dowling has the ball in her hand she's after getting away from the back can she go just missed it at the wrong last moment she has it back again she also has a free for a chop down there great play there by the youngster over the far side of the 
Sophia Paula Downing takes for like a better team way better the backs are every ball that has gone into the back line in this first half, second half so far they're out in front attacking the ball and driving out with it they're not taking a step backwards which is what you'd expect from this team well if Mickey Welch is looking for the hot blanket above in Crow Park we'll certainly be looking for an umbrella and a blanket here very soon the lights are on in Ashbourne and we are getting a free here down towards our end of the goal Justin Heffernan is keeping a close eye on proceedings down around the square here it is going to be Eva Prendergast putting this ball in will she go for it herself can we level matters up she's outside the 20 metre line putting it in we're just waiting patiently for her to see can we get the team's level with just five minutes gone it's looking high it's looking yeah. good Paul it's yeah. over the bar it's great score E for Prendergast one eight apiece five and a half minutes gone that's three scores on the trot unanswered so like I mean the sticks for a team are made of, of tough metal and strong metal and like I mean their attitude you could see them in they stepped onto that pitch for the second half on their toes and straight into positions ready to attack every ball now let's see what Eel is made of this time as Dixborough coming away on the charge again it's been kick forward there by Amy she gets it at the second attempt toward him she has it in referee has an advantage out there's a free coming it's a free in and there's going to be a yellow card here for one of the lucky it players. was a free but by god she knows how to play it well Just, too well, no, 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 it was a free it, it was and she, it was but she, she made sure she got two or three times, and she's yeah. right to that's that's something lads that we need to have in Camogie a little bit of cuteness doesn't a bit go of straight. a terrier we need a couple I wouldn't, of I wouldn't call her a terrier now. I would say a bit of cuteness. That if you're being fouled, make well, sure Well, I'm telling you she'd like a terrier because she won that ball. She had no right to win the ball. She was vicious. She was vicious now, I have to say. And terriers are vicious. <laughs> I know. I had one. <laughs> I hope to God she doesn't hear this back or she'll be chasing the two of us down. And I wouldn't like her chasing me down. Well, if they win, they can chase whatever way they like. <laughs> I won't mind. Eva Prendergast has a chance here. Six and a half minutes gone for Dixborough to take the lead. I'm not going to show too much because I'm literally in front of her here. And I don't want to be put her off her stride she's going very very high Fags Curran is going no, to wave wide. that one off and it's actually out to the left of the post and wide you could I put see the nearly on her. yeah no it seemed when it actually could hear it when it came off the hurl there was sort of like a little flip off it went a little like, too high yeah and look these things happen I wouldn't be too worried about it they're in the ascendancy once they keep on top and keep the pressure on Lockheed that's the key thing well it certainly is the scoring goal we can confirm that as there's a ball batted down over in the far side of the field Lucinda coming in with a big swipe there it is going to be a free two Lockheel, the referee has his hand up and it is a correct decision again in this broadcast. Today is brought to you with thanks to Hackett's Bar 10 Irish Town, Kilkenny's newest and most exciting venue now taking group bookings for all occasions. Free to Lockheel just outside the 45 metre line of their own half of the field. We are approaching the clock is after stopping over there it only said 31 seconds on it because the lights are not working properly seven and a half coming up to just over seven minutes I should say that ball is now here with Anna Connolly she turns around tries to get the ball in out back towards the midfielders for Lockheed there's a number 26 she started the game that is Annie Lynn is after coming out towards the midfield dangerous ball coming in here there's a chance here for Lockheed it's pulled on it's wide Ooh. oh it's wide Paula there was a chance close, there very close now like, I mean, they have to be so sure under those balls. Like, safety is, is a paramount when you're in that full back line at this stage. None of the city, like, it's not a place to be. You can't give Lockheel a chance. Here goes Dixborough on the attack again. Coming forward, it's Ava O'Gorman gets a ball back here towards, uh, can't see who it is exactly, but it's within the hands of Eva Prendergast. She takes a look around, a nice little grubber ball in towards Jenny. Can she get it in her hand? Yes, she can. Jenny Clifford turns on the sixpence, puts it in, but it's going to drop short. It's going to bounce in around the square. Can anybody get it? 
Rachel Dowling tries to put pressure on but the referee says there's a pull in there and there's going to be a free out to the goalkeeper for Lucky Eel Shamrocks and that is Emer Boyle a bit unlucky but still I, I would uh, think yeah it was a little bit harsh I would thought because she didn't go in hard but she did stand her ground so it's a thin line as to whether it's a barge or whether you're well, we won't get holding out him he's, he's doing, he's a doing well so I can't see anything that ball it. is pulled nicely on here goes Lucky Eel comes away it's one though by Dixborough again out in the middle of the field here goes Nee Field and she's bursting forward with the ball in hand here's a chance no just didn't go to hand but here's Lucinda she has the ball in her hand now she's going forward a bit ring rusty she loses out there towards the centre back that's Kira Boyle she tidies up she gets it out over here there's sort of push in the back here there is indeed you could see that coming from where we are standing here and it's Jane Cass who pushes Catherine Dobbin in the back and it's better off giving the free out there than leaving Catherine Dobbin on a run Would you not think at this stage though like um, Dixborough are playing the sharp ball out of defence would they not be better off with the forwards and the quality of the forwards that they have up there to actually let the ball in fast I into the so. forwards I think so like I mean anytime they've let in the fast ball they've gotten a score off it um, I think when they're playing the sharp ball in I still because think Jenny has lost in full forward in there being honest with you I think she needs mm. a bit of space out around well I, I mean that girl that's on her is quite tall as well so like yeah. I mean there's a, slight, a size disadvantage there that ball is drifting Paul it's gone wide and that is now wide number four for Lockheel Shamrocks we are level here in Ashburn for the third time with four wides apiece it is one eight apiece ten minutes gone in this game it's in the melting pot could be a draw match yes we could be heading for extra time like they did in Ballyragget. That ball is put out there towards Kira Phelan. It's won here by Asha McCarty. She has support. She's going forward. Shortens the stick, tries to get it away, but she was half blocked just as she was trying to drop, blast it down by Eva Prendergast. McCarty has it again. She's going to drop this one in on the goalkeeper. Goalkeeper bats it out. Anybody there to come into it? Jenny Clifford tries to pick it up. So too does Orla McCormick. The ball is still down here right in front of us. Jenny Clifford putting pressure on the back. In comes Orla McCor- or Orla Hendrick. She has it. She gets the ball out here. Here to Amy Amy Clifford that is Amy goes for the shot is it looking good from here it's not and Pat Curran is going to wave it wide again and that is five wides now for Dixborough that was a chance but Paula D there is balls coming in that goalkeeper looks a little uncertain it does to me. And, and, if Amy, and someone in the square well if Amy had taken her time and looked up a bit she would have seen that Rachel was waiting on the far wing in between the 21 and the 45 at a better angle and probably could have just popped it over that ball is pucked out Rachel was trying to split the two defenders on that one it's one back out there is it over by Quiva Dowling she's putting pressure on so too is uh, Aoife Prendergast Aoife playing deep back in her own half back line is Kira Phelan slips just at the wrong moment in goes Roisin McCormack there's a nice pass in to Catherine Dobbin but again there is a is there Pulled. a foul to Lock Eel or a foul to Dixborough I think it's going to be a free in to Lock Eel it is and our match referee is going to have a word with me feeling back there and it's going to be a little more than a word because he has issued a yellow card to the wing back and it is a chance here now for uh, Roisin McCormack who I make it has uh, three points one from play two from a free like a, a little bit of cuteness lacking there now because there was t- uh, there was at least two if not three Dixborough backs over. there you know to two Lockheed forwards so I mean that doesn't necessarily the time to give away a free whatever about a one on one situation but sometimes you just have to pick your battles you can't be giving away silly frees like that 1-9 Lockheed 1-8 Dixborough 12 minutes gone in this game it's still anybody's game here goes Orla Hendrick she's going forward with the ball two Lockheed players around her referee says you took too many steps 
and I can't say I argue with him on that no, one because I, she was under pressure but no support there was no support for her she was under pressure so she had to carry on the ball now the one thing at least she's breaking the tackle whereas some of the girls here are actually throwing up the ball in front of the Lockheed players and allowing them to break it down rather than either hitting it well before the tackle or else busting through breaking the tackle and then striking Eamon Cassidy our linesman over at the stand side of the field that's not a great free either but the ball is out over the line and it's going to be a lock eel shamrocks ball it's sideline is a little bit deceptive over there it looks like that there was more fields than there was as the aeroplanes are flying high above us we're very close to Dublin airport here Ashburn lovely lovely facility too full playing pitches AstroTurf down the back end and an indoor arena as well they have certainly done an awful lot of development since I was here last that line ball is passed short up towards the Lock Eel players but is there going one back there by uh, Amy Clifford who is back in her own half back line she doesn't win it at the first attempt and the referee now says there's going to be a free over there for a wild pull over at the far sideline and really Dixborough needs to tighten up on giving away stupid frees down around there Paula because they're going to be punished yeah and like I mean they're on song the free takers on song today they really need to just have a bit more composure on the ball they need to relax on the ball and trust in the process I feel like they're putting them they're nearly forcing it too much much um, and as a result of that like I mean the handling errors are, are getting to a ridiculous level for them at one stage here well we're approaching 14 minutes that ball is coming in Kirsty Marr comes out with it she does well takes a hit she's fouled and she has the free out as well the come on kind goalkeeper of the year does very well back there she wins herself a free still only a point in it we have 14 odd minutes gone in the second half 1-9 to Lockheel 1-8 to Dixborough and this game is brought to you with thanks to Hackett's Bar 10 Irish Town Kilkenny the newest and most exciting venue now taking group bookings for all occasions I actually think when was the last time that uh, I think Dixborough haven't actually been ahead since about the second or third minute of the game give or take it yeah yeah so like I mean we're at 1-8 to 1-9 and like we need to see them pushing on now they need to make something happen the ash out there here goes Lucinda Gann she was being tackled so too is Asha McCarty trying to get the ball off the wing back that is Claire McKillop she goes forward with it it's turned over by Ava O'Gorman and by Lucinda they just need to keep kicking the ball ahead of them if they can the ball is squirming out the side door it's one back there by the wing back that's Emma McFadden she gets the pass up here towards Kate or Catherine Dobbin Dobbin is out now from the corner forward position there goes Tara Clifford that's better by the full back she's out in front she's going on the attack she sees space but the pass just wasn't long enough because Asher McCarty had made a run in behind the defence and if it had to get to her it might have been a different story we're up at the far side of the field this time Lockheel on the attack Dixborough trying to turn the ball back over and win it for themselves to get the levelling score but it's Lockheel who comes away with it. And that is the number 14 who was down there. It seems like that uh, Katie McKillop has been brought on as a half-time substitute. Here goes Amy Clifford. Lovely stick work. She gets a pass up here towards Orla Hendrick. Can Hendrick get to the ball first? No, she can. She's putting the Lockheel player under pressure. She now fouls with a high tackle around the neck. And she's not happy with it. But you could see it from here. She slipped into the tackle.
tackle a little bit and them frees are always going to be given look they're always going to be given she's going to have to be careful because if she keeps repeat offending what's going to happen she's going to get the tick and you know straight away soon after that or else the yellow card and like I mean at this stage you can't afford to but be but why is the player. ball not going in over the top and leaving the player run onto it because we know that they have this pace in the forward line they have the pace put the backs under pressure we know they can do that because they've done it already early in the second half I, yeah I, I just I don't know um, maybe it's you know they're trusting what they normally do their process but at this stage I'd be inclined to let the ball in fast in like I mean Jenny Clifford is well able to motor in there Richard Dowling is fast as well let the ball in fast into them and quick yeah a lot of fumbling errors back there in the back line so far here goes Katie Byrne tries to get the ball up into her hand she does so at the third of time she's breaking forward scoops it ahead here towards uh, that is up towards Asha McCarty here goes Lucinda Gann now she has the ball in her hand she has support she turns she gets a pass in here towards Jenny Clifford Jenny can she get a kick in the head Jenny Orla's inside you but there's two players around her the Dixborough supporters are looking for a free there's no foul coming Jenny Clifford goes in with a hard tackle out comes Kira Laverty Laverty gets a pass away here to Maria Lynn Lynn puts that up the far side of the field it's not caught over there by Roshi McCormick it's won back here by Ava O'Gorman Kira Field and tries to get it in but Lockheel turned the ball back back over again with the uh, Annie Lynn the full forward who is now out playing around the middle of the field as that ball is sent out they thought it was out over the sideline it's not it's hand passed back here very close to the sideline this time Eamon Cassidy is keeping a close eye on it it is going to be a line ball this time it's off the hand of one of the Lockheed players it's a line ball to Dixborough this it's game has been played at a frantic pace frantic pace but like uh, guards need to hold their feet they need to be able to hold their feet in the ground a lot of slipping and you mentioned about boots choices don't 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 it's my new pet peeve along with roll lifting <laughs> it is going to be a sideline Kira Phelan is going to take it Eva Prendergast is making herself available so too is Orla Hendrick down here in the forward line it's uh, been missed a little bit there by Kira. first off the ball is out Eamon Cassidy decides it's off the Lockheel player again and it's going to be a line ball to Dixborough the referee are like there's, there's only one Dixborough oh, player we have a sub and one Lockheel back inside the 45 here for uh here we go, Paula. Number 13, it looks like, is coming off. And... F- no, it's not. It's 23 is coming on and it's Rose 14 Kelly. is going off. Rose Kelly. Now, this is another girl that would have severe pace. Um, if Rose gets a run in it, she's well able to hurl and well able to pick off her points. Different type of player to Arctic, Paula, but, like, I mean, will have the ability to take on her player. 18 minutes gone. 1-9, Lucky Shamrocks. 1-8, Dixborough. We will have... Another sub coming on on the far side of the field. This time it's going to be for Lockheel Shamrocks. And uh, I can't actually see who the numbers are that is coming off. Um, don't forget, we will have O'Loughlin Gales and Nafina coming up in the senior Leinster hurling final at five past four. O'Sheen Langan and Michael Welsh will be in Crow Park bringing you all the action. But we're still here in Ashburn in County Meath for the senior Camogie All-Ireland semi-final. It is Dixborough versus Lockheed Shamrocks as that ball put in towards Rose Kelly. It's snuffed back out though by the wing forward. That's Christine Laverty who again is playing back. Lovely pick up there by uh, Eva Prendergast. Here goes Rose. Now she gets a chance. She's away. She's been put under pressure though by two or three Lockheed players but she wins she the got free. over the ball she got the prime possession and that's where they're not doing it you need to get over the ball at least if you have possession of the ball then you'll get your freeze and it is a chance here for Amy Clifford she just needs to be careful steady herself up a little bit she's about 6 metres in from the sideline it's heading for the 45 metre line is she going to leave it to Eva Prendergast she is now it isn't an easy one this time it is a bit difficult 
Jenny Clifford is pouncing, waiting to pounce in around the edge of the square there. Rose Kelly is in there as well. Dixborough just a point behind at this stage. Ten minutes plus to go. And as we always say, there's always a plus. 1-8 to Dixborough. 1-9 Lockheel Shamrocks. 20 minutes gone. Eva Prendergast with this free. She's going through her pre-free routine as she always do. Somebody's getting nervous here behind me because I can feel it. That's looking good from here. The goalkeeper taps the post. It's in. Well it's over the bar and the teams are level here for that the fourth time. That was a tough free to take. I have to say you could nearly feel the like the anticipation from the crowd and the pressure that was on her to take that. There was never a doubt from the first stroke. 1-9 apiece. 1-9 Dixborough. 1-9 Lockheed Shamrocks. Approaching 21 minutes gone in this game. Five points for E for Prendergast. Puck out is coming as that ball is sent down towards the middle Ooh. of the field. Was there a late tackle Ooh. in there? We'll have to wait and see. Did Eamon Cassidy? He's on his microphone to the match referee let's see is anything going to come away from that as Kira Phelan pulls in the ball first time it's been intercepted back there by the Lockheel players this is Kira Phelan coming in with the tackle the referee is now playing an advantage to Lockheel there's trouble here for Dixborough as there's a takedown there. This, there the referee says no he's played the advantage and away comes Lucinda Gann with it she needs to go along with the ball she does do that there's a chance here goes a pass in towards Jenny Clifford can she make the pass no it's just intercepted at the wrong moment Rose Kelly putting pressure on in comes Rose it's Lucky Shamrocks coming away with the ball Jenny tries to get a half block on doesn't work out it is Steve Prendergast gets a block this time but Christine Laverty going up along the sideline with it she's been put under pressure Lucinda Gann puts her Great out over pressure. the line it's a really? line ball to Dixborough like I mean if you're going to go to war you want somebody like Lucinda on your team she, you know whatever no matter how things are going she'll give you 110% and she'll actually like she'll make a physical impression on that game and she has since she came in Great tackle and the Dixborough players Zayman Cassidy trying to get players back away from the ball Aoife's going to take this sideline it's a draw game 1-9 apiece we will have extra time in this game as far as I know today that ball is sent in there towards Amy Clifford lovely stick work there by the centre forward Aoife Prendergast has it she's going long trying to get Rose Kelly on the ball it's in over the top of Rose but Lucinda might get to it first does she Rose tries to pick the ball up Lucinda is in there as well as we said she is a little bit ring rusty from the injury she picked up earlier on but still she's a great player to have in there Lockheel coming away with the ball it's the midfielder it's Amy Boyle has it she's on the charge she's putting the ball in only as far as Cueva Dowling but the ball just a little too high for Dowling she gets it at the second attempt though Tara Clifford cleans that one up out comes Dixborough with the ball there's a good tackle in there it's Nee Phelan who gets it she gets it here towards Ava O'Gorman Ava gets in. it towards Eva Prendergast you can hear Paula saying to get the ball in there's lots of forwards in there here's a chance now does the ball come in towards Asher McCarty everybody is getting a little anxious and a little nervous here behind me there's still time Lucinda Gann has it she needs to steady up a little bit she's going forward she's away she has Jenny Clifford coming in support Lucinda goes herself it's going to bounce short in around Rose Kelly and it just hits off the turf and goes out and goes wide and that was a chance Paul if Lucinda had to keep coming yeah I think she maybe made the wrong shot decision there I can understand where she's coming from the fact that she's willing to back herself and maybe if some more of the actual Dixford Forest back themselves a bit more um, but I have to say they need to let the ball in fast oh that was unlucky Rachel Dowling nearly got that ball into her hand but Dixborough have it back this time they're going forward here's a chance now for Nee Field and she puts it back here towards Asha McCarty McCarty is deciding to go low this time in towards Lucinda and Jenny Clifford it's Rachel Dowling who has it ball is half blocks down there Rose Kelly was a little bit asleep on that one it was the corner back who got to it first that's Charlene Hamill but Kelly doesn't give up it's away here with the number four that's Maria Lynn Lynn is putting the ball down for Lockheed Lockheed are now under a little bit of pressure Dixborough are playing well in the last few minutes of this game 
trying to get the winning score it is level here great block down there by Amy Clifford the ball comes here now towards Rachel Dowling Dowling is being half hooked she puts the ball in low in towards Rose Kelly Kelly can she get to the ball first she's having a right tussle over there with Charlene Hamill it comes away it's put up in the air here goes Amy Clifford it's pulled along the ground first time here's a chance now for Clifford we have a great view of this one will she go for the juggler she's going towards the goal she's still on it hand passes it here here's a chance pulled it on the ground but it slips and it just comes through the goalkeeper and that's Emer Boyle who clears that one up that was a chance maybe it should have been put over the bar here's Eva Prendergast she's been put under pressure she's heading in towards the goal puts it low in along the ground but only in as far as the wing back and that is Emma McFadden and that was the wrong choice there maybe Amy should have went for the point and put Dixborough ahead and now Lockie with Roisin McCormick goes to the other end of the field Katie Byrne is trying to get a hold of her but she doesn't do so now there's trouble here as the referee says there's a free coming there and it is Jane Cass who gave away the free and instead of being a point up down here f- Paula Dowling you could call it a four point turn around yeah, early. exactly you could call it a four point turn around look I do think maybe the Dixborough need to freshen things up a bit I can see that like I mean Ava Garman has covered every blaze of the pitch but you can see she's getting tired because it is very physically it intense is. Um, some of the tackles that were going in there like I mean I don't think uh, some of the Lachlan lads today wouldn't be able to take it now to be honest it's fairly uh, heavy heavy going here 25 and a half minutes approaching the clock here in Ashburn it is 1-9 currently to Dixborough 1-9 to Lockheel Shamrocks but Lockheel has this free down at the far end of the field and it's Roshi McCormick putting it in and tapping it over the bar for her 1-2-3-4 fifth point of the afternoon 4 from freeze 1 from play Dixborough are a point down but that was a real chance there as the ball is sent out nice and quickly here towards Eva Prendergast she's taking a look around she's going cross field down towards Asha McCarty McCarty is being put under pressure can she get the ball up Jenny Clifford is trying to win the ball back for Dixborough as well there's lots of players Lucinda Gann is now on the scene there's a scrum ensuing for it you wouldn't see this in the Aviva Stadium but the referee is leaving a matter who can come out with the ball can Dixborough Jenny Clifford has it she's going forward now here's a chance can she take the score puts it in puts it over the bar Jenny Clifford got that one. She won a from a fast ball in. She won it. She, she won, it. won it. Right, it was a shamaza, but you have to back your forwards. The fast ball in is working. When they get in the football fast, they're getting the scores off it. It's a point for the team captain. We're level again. 26 minutes gone. One ten apiece here in this All-Ireland semi-final. Can Dixborough do it for the first time in the club's history, either male or female, to get to an All-Ireland final? That is the question we all have here with the last four minutes. Lucinda Gann now gone into the full forward position down here in front of us here goes Anna, 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 Anna Connolly with the ball I've even lost my words here at the minute in goes Eva Prendergast she tries to get the ball up there's another scrum ensuing for her Kira Phelan comes away with it she goes diagonally Jenny Clifford is out there ball comes off Jenny's hands Asha McCarty pulls on it here's a chance now Jenny Clifford has it she has support she's going down she's on the edge of the D she shortens it in here's a chance Lucinda Gann going for pull down penalty Referee <laughs> blows the whistle and he outstretches his hand. And again, it is fa- a penalty. I'm delighted. The fastball in. When they get the fastball, Jenny Clifford moving out to centre forward. I do think she needs to be out in the half line. Her pace alone is going to kill him and her physical strength. And then Lucinda is physically so strong in her round. The fullback didn't have hope, and he'll stop her. Well, here is a chance. Eva Prendergast coming down for it. Donald Carroll is gone in to give her a bit of instruction. One ten apiece. The number two. That is Charlene Hamill has been booked for that tackle. Lucinda Gann was bearing 
Don't you want to go of course? But the she, she, goal she, is she gone. had no option. No, she had no, no option. option. She had to stop her. This game brought to you with Tanks Hackett's Bar, Ten Irish Town, Kilkenny's newest and most exciting venue. Now taking group booking for all occasions. I think we, we are all excited here. We'll be in the bar soon if it keeps going. And Trace is going. <laughs> the referee Justin Heffernan is down at the edge of the small square here, right in front of us. It is E for Prendergast versus Emer Boyle. What's Prendergast going to do? We'll have to wait and see. Goalkeeper versus Prendergast. She goes low. It's in. It's over the bar. It's a good try. Listen, She's tried to go high, but it's a point. It's the first time Dixborough have been ahead since about the third minute of the match. 28 and a half minutes gone here. 111 uh, Dixborough. 110. Lockheel Shamrocks. There's a sub coming on at the far side of the field. Number 17 is going on. Number 2 is coming off. And that is Charlene Hamill, who was just booked. And it is Finola McVeigh, who is on. Emer Boyle taking it. The Dixborough crowd is getting raucous here around us. They are a point ahead. The puck out comes. It's taken short. It's over there towards the far side of the field. Good block down there by Rachel Dowling, but the pass is away still. Dixborough, there's a charge in there. Is there? Yes, says there. No, says the referee. He's waving it away. Ball comes down the far end of the field. Here a feeling gets a little touch onto it. Too much of a heavy touch on it. Here goes Lucky on the charge coming again. Can this one be put in there? Great tackle back there by the defence. It's Quiva Dowling who gets the tackle in there she tries to get it away knee feeling in there feeling this foul it's a free out to Dixborough 29 minutes gone on the clock 111 Dixborough 110 Lockheed Shamrocks we're all getting a bit excited Michael Welsh and Oshin Langan is in Crow Park can we be there on the 17th of December in the All-Ireland Final Paula Dowling only time will tell well, either way as I said yeah, there's only whatever's left there'll be nothing between these two teams it'll be very tight and don't be surprised if it goes to extra time but like I mean if Shut Dixborough we don't want leave, extra time if Dixborough keep going the way they're going as they can push on they have the ability they have the skill the heads are up but they just have to let the ball well, in fast. something else is up is the ball because it's coming up here towards us Asha McCarty tries to get it it's been won back there by the wing back Claire McKillop she's going forward Lockheel are now a point down can Dixborough hold on good interception back there by Jane Cass that's better get to the ball first go forward with it Jane Cass she's bursting down the sideline she has Rose Kelly in support here comes the pass there's a foul and it's a free and you can see Jane Cass running back to her so position with a bit of gusto since she moved back into the corner she's like a different animal she seems a lot more like I think the first half she was out in the half line seems to have settled in way more in the corner and seems more comfortable herself you're a lot calmer than me how are you so calm and I'm not uh, been there done that <laughs> couldn't resist it actually you're the only club to actually do the All-Ireland Final since uh, going back to the late 90s early and, noughties so and like, yeah you know, it does reflect when you see the likes of Dixborough you saw how good the championship was in Kilkenny this year it shows how Camogie has progressed to Kilkenny and how we're pushing on again and the standards is getting up and up and up every year. Here's Aoife Prendergast with a free. She's five minutes in from the sideline. Tommy Ball and Eamon Cassidy are having a few words over there on the sideline but Aoife is putting this one in. Aoife Prendergast is oh. putting it over the bar. Go on Aoife Prendergast you beauty. Dixborough are two points ahead. 112 Dixborough. 110 Lockheed Shamrocks. We have 13 minutes, oh. 32 seconds played. Here's Asha McCarty. Can she make it a goal? Putting it in towards Lucinda. Lucinda gets the little flick on it oh she misses it kick it ahead ball is down there who's in the Rose Kelly take the shot Rose it's in great save by Emer Boyle she got back to it but that was a chance gonna beg it here goes the ball it's still around the square it's pulled on Lucinda tries to kick it ahead it's down on the small parallelogram down here away to our left hand side the referee is gonna have to keep a close eye on this one is it out P- Fags Curran says it's not we don't even get the 45 uh, Lucky Shamrock's coming away with it it is Young McKillop but it's blocked down over in the middle of the field there by 
the number 10 which is Asha McCarty but the referee says it's illegal and it's going to be a free out and we don't know how much additional time oh, he's left but yeah, what a chance what a chance and two points lads is a dangerous lead we all know that like I mean you can you can live and die by the sword in two points we're, we're joined by no sword yet because Dixborough are still coming away on the attack it is the number 27 who came on there as a sub and that is Una McNaughton ball is up at the far side of the field it's been pulled on Kira Field and tries to get the ball away from it so too does Jane Cass Avo Gorman is back there as well she's had some game it's a free though to Lockheed Shamrocks for a hole of the jersey we no. are in additional time 31 minutes 52 seconds gone approaching 32 minutes can there be much time left Paula Dowling we don't know don't know but what I have to say like this is is, is backs to the wall time Dixford are going to have to keep this out at all costs whatever about giving away a point they can't afford to let a goal in We'll have to wait and see. It is going to be a free to Lockheed Shamrocks out here on their own, or the Dixborough 45 metre line, putting it in away towards the goal. It's going high, it's going long, it's going out towards the right, and it's going wide. That's as good as a, a, a wide, as, as good as a score at the other end of the pitch. It's as good really. as a score down here for Dixborough, but we're still waiting and looking at the match referee, Justin Heffernan, to see how much additional time he is going to add on. We play on. Kirsty Marr is going to take her time. She's going to see. I thought she'd go long. She goes short out here towards Quiva. Dowling Dowling has the ball she gets away from the tackle hand passes it towards Ava O'Gorman O'Gorman loses the ball momentarily but Quiva Dowling comes in to try to take the ball away they need to be trying to get the ball out but it's been overturned and here goes Lockheed Shamrocks on the attack again and instead of being down here on the ball it's a foul there by Tara Clifford and she really had not much of an option only to do that we are approaching three minutes it is three minutes of additional time gone here we don't know how much time is left in here but it is two points lead for Dixborough One twelve to Dixborough 110 to Lockheed Shamrocks I'm not, oh, can't I'm not in favour of short put cuts at this stage of the match now is the time to get the ball down as far as away from your goal as possible and get your possession you have a better chance of scoring when it's in your half is she going to drop this in sure she's going to have to well, we'll have to wait and see. She is going to drop it in. That ball is living dangerously in around the house. It comes out and it's what? gone wide this time and the referee is taking a look at his watch. Justin Heffernan from the Blackwater Club in Wexford. He had a nice old trek to come up here this afternoon but he's done a magnificent job on this game as this ball is coming out there by Kirsty Marsh. She's taking her time. She's going to go along this time. Referee is still playing on. The ball is going to break out around the middle of the field. Aoife Prendergast gets a small touch to it. Jenny Clifford tries to kick the ball ahead of herself. It's been put back there by Lockheed Shamrocks everyone is putting their swords so whatever way you want to freeze that right now here's a chance for Ashton McCarty can she get away she has space McCarty is going down towards goal I'm making my way out here because Ashton McCarty is breaking down on the goal takes a shot Ashton McCarty we had a great view of that she has surely put Dixborough Paula Dowling into the All-Ireland Club final what a score by McCarty uh, it was brilliant and even the running off by um, my head is gone at this time. Your head is gone, but Dixborough's not gone because they are coming forward with the ball again. Here's Amy Clifford. Clifford putting it in, and that seals it. Yeah, Lucinda running off for that goal. Lucinda actually pulled the back, had to make a decision. The back stayed with Lucinda and laid it wide over front. They've done it! They've done Dixborough. it! Justin Heffernan has blown the full time whistle. It's all over here in Ashburn, and Dixborough are true to the All Ireland Club final of 2023. And what a victory! 2 13 to Dixborough, 1 10 to Lockheed Shamrocks. A great, 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 great team they are. And they have done it. They are the first team since the Freshford team to get to an All-Ireland final what a day for the club and do you know what they, they did it the hard way they gave 110% they, 
things they didn't get the rub of the green at times today but they still came out and they worked so hard like I mean they made their own look today and it really was a team effort like I mean you could honestly say at different stages different players stood out but throughout the whole game it was a team effort it certainly was what a game I mean they might have started off slow in the first half they went in down at half time they came out in the second half they got the early scores Lockie Hill came back at them but that last five minutes showed how much determination and how much the squad is important to a team as well Lucinda Gann coming in Rose okay. Kelly coming in all of the changes that was there made a huge difference but it was the players themselves that was out there on the field Asha McCarty getting that goal Lucinda making the penalty Eva Prendergast on her freeze the work rate from uh, from Jenny and from Amy Clifford like I mean it was phenomenal they took hits there that like I mean another player would go down but they just kept going and kept ploughing through kicking hooking blocking and it's about the want to win at the end of the day you can have two even teams on skill and everything whoever wants to win the most will be the team that's going to win it and Dick's River by God do they want to get to an All-Ireland final and now they've gotten there never been so happier for a team great to have Dixborough in the final again we were rooting for them a great club all round they have been so accommodating even the last day going into the Leinster final having the live podcast out in Dixborough as well we know some of the players may not have got to our team of the year last night they made the team of the year but they won't care because they are now heading to Pro Park in an All-Ireland final in a couple of weeks well, time I was just thinking last night looking at the team there with all of the mammies there and sitting up and I'd be afraid to play against those mammies so God help whoever's playing against that team there today like I mean they were just phenomenal and I, it's just it's been a great win and actually I don't feel the cold anymore well, <laughs> we certainly don't I can tell you what we do have is we have a couple of Dixborough people that's coming here beside us. We're going to get live reaction from themselves. What's your name? Ger Egan. Ger, what do you think of that victory? Absolutely outstanding. Um, held them to two points in the second half and I think the two were from freeze. Absolutely outstanding, so it was. Really dug in, dug it out. Didn't look, won't say it looked likely at half time. Had a lot to do, but got there. Absolutely brilliant on the borough it certainly is on the borough is right lots of supporters here coming past us we're going to get post-match reaction the team is out on the field all the supporters is out on the field we want to thank everybody here the OB unit was a great help to us today in the rain but to Lillian in the background to Paula here as well on co-coms to Shane and to Robbie and Eddie earlier on back at base to Brendan and Ronnie in Larchfield for the hurling but most importantly to Hackett's Bar our sponsors today 10 uh, Irish Town Kilkenny newest and most exciting venue now taking group bookings for all occasions the OB unit the Come On Kind podcast team we're all on the road again we're off to Crow Park full time here from Ashburn in the AIB Leinster Senior Club semi-final is Dixborough two goals and 13 points Lockheel one goal and 10 points up the borough <laughs> KCLR Live Sport The AIB All-Ireland Senior Club Camogie Championship Semi-Final Dixborough versus Lockheel Shamrocks With thanks to Hackett's Bar 10 Irish Town Kilkenny's newest and most exciting venue Now taking group bookings for all occasions Well there you 